just has that patented. Here we go. Bam, we're live. So I figured out, um, I made a few posts for members only just to test it out. And uh, I saw today what you sent me, Sousa, that if you want to be a member. Oh, shit. Wrong glasses. <laughs> the blue light blocking ones? Uh, business. Business. Here we go. If you want to be a member and you, and you, and you want to join and you're on the app, um, on the YouTube app, you can't. It's going to have to take you over to the browser. Mm -hmm. The browser. Yo. And Charlie. Gentlemen, what's up? What's up, bro? Not too much. Holy shit. There he is. He's real. Charlie. I am real. In the building. Present. <laughs> Charlie, wait, uh, are you in the Bay Area? No, so I live in Boulder, Colorado, actually. Okay. It, you 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 come to the Bay Area a lot? No, no, okay. not really. Uh, All right. All there, right. Last time I was in the Bay Area was uh, college. So 20... 17 i think okay I, I watched like a whole handful of youtube videos and i had picked up that you train for sure there in boulder but then i for some reason i was getting the um impression that you live in silicon valley no sir no maybe maybe one day when i retire we'll see i don't know <laughs> the, You're, place, yeah, well, places uh it's gorgeous there so i uh i fell in love uh the first time i was there ever on at stanford racing in college so um this is a live show. It could get quite cantankerous. I'm here for it. I mean, Good. I'm here for it all. So fucking a. All right, here we go. Uh, how old are you, Charlie? I'm 28. Holy cow, dude! You are ageless. How is someone who's putting your body through what you're putting it through look so young? I cannot believe it. I thought you were gonna say like 20. Uh, genetics. I, that's probably uh, my dad. My dad's 60. He's gonna kill me if I don't know his age. 65. He looks yeah. like he's 40. So hopefully, I I trend that that direction and and um and do you have siblings i have one younger sister yeah so she's she's 26 she looks her age though hey is this so this is starting to make a little more sense so she looks her age she's gonna kill you hey <laughs> she, uh, she will, she uh, will. That's, hey, that's a shot so so you're a veteran so it's it's crazy okay so i watched some youtube videos of you like running in college and did you run cross country in college is that what i saw I did cross country and track, yeah, for the Gophers. So okay, and then I guess I didn't. I guess I didn't do the the simple math, but I just assumed I was like, wow, this guy's just an overnight sensation. But you are a legitimate veteran of the sport. Is twenty eight years old senior for what you're doing at the level? Yes, you're and, at? yes, and no. I mean, this is coming to the end of my fifth year running professionally. You know, prior to that, I was running competitively at the division level for five years, and then I'd say I was pretty competitive too, all the way through. Well, you know, high school, but you're not doing, you're doing training, but you're not doing real training. So I've been at this at a super, super high level. I'd consider D1 pretty high level for really 10 years now. So um, really kind of the prime marathon age and is about 28 to 34, 35. So I'm just kind of getting into that, hopefully prime really in my career. So, and is that what you call yourself a marathoner? Marathoner. Now, I guess you could probably call myself, I could probably call myself an ultra marathoner, you know, break in uh, the division my world record, but. Yeah, I still think uh, to be good at like the ultra stuff, I need to kind of be a marathoner first. So, because that's helps with the speed and all that, in my opinion. Charlie, tell me. So, tell me what is a, a marathoner? I don't even know what a marathoner is. What's a marathoner? I'd I'd say anyone that's run twenty six point two miles um, does it as a hobby. Does it as a job like me? Um, I don't know. Have you guys you guys done one at all? 
No, my wife did, and I cheered her on like a motherfucker. You know what I mean? But that was yeah. as close as I came to a marathon. Yeah, your wife's a marathoner. Then there you go. So that's uh, that's probably yeah, the simplest that. definition. If you've uh, done and completed a marathon, so obviously some do it faster than others. Some do it for fun. Some do it to try to rip other people's heads off, like me. So it's you know, however you want to slice and dice it, just run the distance. But you do it occupationally, meaning you put um, bread on the table, uh, you pay your car payment with it. And so and, and your body is the machine that's doing the work. You, 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 you're like this living embodiment of the machine that is the full-time marathoner. That's what makes my money. Yeah. is uh, is going to running fast. So, and, and putting the miles doing the work. So Take take me back as early as you can remember your first ever uh, running. Your your yeah. first ever like, hey, I'm running. Look at me, yeah. I'm running. So so this is actually a pretty easy because I've told this quite a bit. Um, when I so I grew up in a small town in central Minnesota, um, in a family of coaches. My dad was a football coach, a varsity football coach. My mom was a varsity cross country coach. And my dad also coached track. So they were like, obviously same household, like everyone knew them to so the coaches, but they ended up getting divorced when I was in first grade towards the end of first grade. So normal, next- normal, totally normal. Yep. So then the fall when I'm in second grade, um, I had two options. It was either go to cross country practice with my mom or go to daycare. And I was always just a, like a super active kid, like pretty competitive. Um, definitely a hothead spastic. Um, I'm like, no, I'm going to go to cross country practice and try to beat up on these junior high kids. So the first day of practice, I'm in second grade. They're seventh and eighth graders, and they do this time trial. It's like a, it's an 800 meter loop kind of around uh, the back, like football fields, the softball fields, baseball fields. Um, it's roughly a mile, two laps. I'm like, all right, we're gonna do this like time trial. And my mom's like, Charlie, you want to do it? And I'm like, F it, sure, we'll see what we can do. Um, went wire, like full stick. You put your some- cigarette out. You put your cigarette out on the bottom <laughs> of the, on, on some other kid's back, and you're like, "Fuck it, I got this, mom." Yeah, yeah. I said, I said "Mom, hold, hold, hold my beer," and just oh like, <laughs> and just literally, like, as a second grader in seventh and eighth graders, and a couple of ninth graders, out the gate as hard as I could, just sprinted, did it, won by like thirty seconds, beat all the seventh and eighth graders as a second grader. I'm like, "All right, I'm pretty good at this." So, um, always just kind of had a knack for it. Um, I did play like, but did play how, basketball through tenth grade. But. How, how important was that, Charlie? Did you get like looks from seventh, eighth, and ninth graders and girls that you think left a, a forever imprint on you? That like, wow, that's. I mean, they must have been like, holy shit! They must you must have gotten some attention for that, like right oh. in that moment. That was insane. Oh yeah, for sure. And like you know, these kids are like keeling over after the race, and I'm like, we're we doing that again. They're like, no, that was just a one time trial. I'm like, oh, I want to beat them again. So um yeah definitely left an impression this the junior high kids definitely hated me because i would just like truthfully i just try to show up most days and try to like just race them which is not the point of practice like most days you're you're trying to be pretty chill and then um you know i was also the kid too where it's like if they're doing a track workout and i'm in second grade i'd like take the first rep and burn them then like wait a like wait a rep or two they go the next rep and burn them again just make sure i keep burning them but yeah and it was just all kind of fun i'm competitive um and they they honestly they hated it so i was I was pretty arrogant, pretty cocky, um, even as a second grader. So why do you think, why do you think you were good at running? Uh, I mean, going back to, to genetics too, I mean, this really honestly goes back to, I think my dad mostly, I mean, my mom was a pretty good recreational runner. She's run under three hours for the marathon. Um, my dad was a division two all American football. He was a cornerback, had a short stint with the Minnesota Vikings as well. So just a freak athlete can jump out of the gym. Um, he ran track in high school before going to play college ball. Um, yeah, he was like a, under two minute, 800 meter runner, um, heck of a, just an athlete. So I, uh, I think I got a lot of that from him and he's just, he's 
has a lot of quiet confidence about him, but he was like, when he talks about his time, like whether it's being an all American, you know, leading the, he still has like the school record in tackles, I believe, or at least he did. Um, you know, he, he kind of has this quiet confidence about him. Like he was a dog. So, um, I think I got a lot of that, that ability just, just from him and obviously growing up with going to meets, even as like an infant, um, or, you know, it's a couple years old. I remember going to those cross country meets or track meets, um, definitely just kind of carried me through and saw how they, they coached their athletes and how competitive they were. And I think it, that was ingrained in me from an early age. How um, tall are you? Um, five ten. The girls yeah. ask him six foot. But <laughs> and how much do you weigh? Uh, about one thirty seven to one forty. So right around there. And what's the most you've ever weighed in your life? Uh, about one forty eight. That's the college. most you've ever weighed. Yeah, that was a uh, that was two weeks off after nationals. Um, pretty much consumed my at least half my body weight in, in alcohol over those two weeks. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's fact. I'm pretty quick. Hey, and, and do you know the least you, as an adult, is 137 like the least you've ever weighed? Uh, I was 131 at one point. This is uh, 2019. That was too small. Oh, that that's that is insane, dude. Uh, 510. So you are. I'm, I'm trying to think. Is that the most felt athletes in the in the athlete kingdom? Good question. I don't know. I'd. I mean, as a runner, like I'm actually like. I'm pretty muscular for a lot of runners, I'd say. So, um, yeah, that was, I'm probably 140 there, maybe one, eh, one probably under a little under 140. But those are, those are the boys up in, uh, that's in uh, Lake Superior right there. So that was, that was a fun weekend. Hey, are those dudes runners? Do those dudes run? They are. So the one on the very far left, that's my best friend, Jeff. He was an 800 meter runner at Minnesota. And then the guy in the middle, Adam, uh, another one of my best friends, he was a kind of cross country 10K guy. So that was up at Adams place in Cornucopia, Wisconsin, middle of nowhere. It's just like the town shuts down for one day. It's called corny day. And we just like his parents own a place like on the lake, on Lake Superior. So we just wake up, they have like a 5k, all three of us ran it and ran dust over in like five minutes. And then we just started drinking all day. So that was, uh, I think that was 2018. So you're having fun. I, I try to, when I'm, uh, when I'm locked into a, like a segment like I'm right now getting ready for the, the Olympic trials coming up. I don't really do much. My life's pretty boring now, but back then, truthfully, I was, I was training, but I wasn't, I hadn't signed a pro deal yet. So I was, just, I was still working full time. Um, just kind of training as much as I could on the side. I was still running up over a hundred miles a week, but not quite as serious as I, as I am now. Cause it wasn't my, my straight livelihood is more of a competitive hobby, but I do, I do try to have fun. So when, when I can, it, it goes in spurts for sure. I'm, I'm due for another party day after the trials. I'm wondering if that's why you look so young because you are having fun too. It helps for sure. I mean, I enjoy what I'm doing. I mean, I get up and my days are, I don't say they're easy, but like, I mean, today I ran 18 miles just between two runs and a core session, but like the rest of it, I'm just chilling, living life. Like I'll look out my window and I see the, you know, foothills and flat irons, like sun's out, life's great. So and I get paid to do that. Pretty fortunate. 2023 tunnel run. You fuck ten minutes into the show, I'm finally telling you guys what you're what you're looking at. You you guys are truly looking at um, uh, greatness in, in in a couple ways. Uh, 2023 tunnel run, four hours, forty eight minutes, and twenty one seconds. You ran fifty miles and beat the world record, which had previously been set at uh, 4:50:08. Uh, you almost beat it by a complete two minutes. Um. Is this 
So th- the reason why I'm tripping that you're 28 is, is this kind of a, is this the pinnacle of your career doing this? Even though like, yeah, is this the pinnacle? I mean, you're, you're, I have a feeling that you're changing the sport. Like anytime I, I, someone sets a record, it kind of brings all this attention. And like, mm-hmm. now you've done it again. And like, this might be the straw that breaks the camel's back and makes the 50 mile, like, holy shit, the 50 miles, a legit race. Yeah. At, at this point in my career, 100%. I mean, I, you know, before this, like the, the thing to hang my hat on was just, I qualified for the Olympic trials in 2020. I mean, I had a great debut and two sixteen ten in my marathon debut. That's wait, wait, slow first. down, slow down. 2020 Olympic trials. You ran what? I ran so in 2018, my marathon debut ran 216.10 um, to qualify me for the marathon trials. And that got me my first pro deal. Um, Wait, what does that mean? Your marathon debut? You hadn't run a marathon until 2018 in your life? No, sir. That was your first <laughs> one? Yeah, yeah, that was my first one. So. Holy shit. And what was, so what's the, what was that time again? One more time 216.10. 216.10. What's that average mile pace? Uh, 5.12. Holy. That's stupid. What's the world record? Oh, I mean, four thirty pace, two, two, two hours, 35 seconds. Calvin Kipton, who broke that this year. I like, I'm so that's the thing too. So hear me out. Like, yeah, that's a good marathon. I qualified from the trials. I did that in 2020. I've also qualified for the next, for the trials coming in 24. That's actually my next race. So going back to your question, like for sure, my biggest accomplishment in my career at this point is the 50 mile world record. 100%. No doubt. Like that's far and away. Um, and like, I'm a good marathoner, but I'm not like. I'm not going to make an Olympic team, you know, like I just won't, I'm like, I can't compete with, I'm not going to win a global medal in, a, in the marathon, but hopefully I can win a gold medal at the altered distances in the 50 K in the 50 or in the hundred K, you know, those distances that are, um, you know, do have a world championship race. So, but those aren't in the Olympics. They're not, no, but they do have, um, annual like world championships or, you know, biannual. So H- have you met this cat, um, who had the, uh, 50 mile world record before you? Jim, I've actually never, never met Jim. No, but I mean, he's one of the greatest American ultra runners ever. So man, you, you're, you're in such a, in such rarefied, um, air. Uh, I, it's kind of mind boggling. Hey, at some, at some point, um, when I was listening to an interview, you talk about this running this, you said at the 47 mile mark. No, so um, no, sorry. At the forty-two mile mark, it started getting rough, yep. and you took some uh, you took some ketone gel that you were waiting to take until the forty-five mile. Um, that caught me off guard. Uh, a ketone isn't aren't ketone, that's just fat, right? No, so okay. ketone. Okay. So I mean, I ho- hopefully uh, if there's any scientists listening, they can tell me if I if I f this up. But um, ketones are or I guess it comes from the keto diet. So do you guys right. know what that is? Yeah. Well, okay. here, here's, here's what I tell you. I know mitochondria are what, what animate us and they burn on two things, either glucose or ketones. But when yeah. I think of ultra marathon runners or, or just any runners, I think of you guys as just sugar junkies. And I'm like, why isn't he taking glucose? Why is he taking ketones? Yep. Yeah, so for me, I stack the two. So okay. when like, so when you get later in a race or in a marathon or just any sort of long run and you're running low on glycogen stores, your body's going to go into like, Oh shit mode and start producing ketones anyway, just for energy and that focus. Um, Cause you start when oh, you're low on glycogen, right. you're going to lose focus and all that. So I was stacking ketones with my carbs. So one of my, one of my sponsors is HVMN um, ketone IQ. And it's, it's the best supplement that I take. Um, it's my favorite. And when you that take, I take it, do you notice right away, Charlie? Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I don't like, I love coffee, 
Um, but I don't drink like when I race, I only like have ketone shots as my energy and for, cause it helps with one focus. And then two, it's like, especially in like the 50 miler, I'm not burning through glycogen as fast. My heart rate isn't nearly as high as in a marathon or a shorter race. So I'm tapping into those, those fat stores anyways. So that's where this comes in as energy as, as a fuel source. And, um, I want to put you on the spot here. Do you know that through experience or has someone told you that or both like, like, are you more than just a believer? You're like, Hey dude, I'm not telling you this cause I believe it, but like, Oh yeah, no. So I, I reached out to them first. Um, this is back in the summer of 22. I reached out to their CEO, Mike Brandt, now a good friend of mine. So I was just, I'm the, I'm not, like, I'm that one percenter guy. I'll do anything if it's, or try anything. If it, if there's a possibility of, you know, helping you, like I got, I'm looking at different foam rollers, bands. I mean, I have an altitude tent, like you name it, I try it. Um, so I was just, I was curious about the product. And after I started taking, I'm like, oh shit, you feel of anything. You just feel so dialed, you know, cause it does, does cross the, the blood brain barrier. So it's just like instant focus. Um, it's a great alternative to caffeine or coffee, even though I do love my coffee. Um, and it's great now. Like, and I know how I feel when I'm off it and when I'm not on it, like I don't run without it now. Um, I don't want to say I'm dependent, but I just know I feel a little better on it. So, um, for you, for, for uh, uh, highly tuned machine, at what mile does that happen? Do you think? I mean, you, you're you're not in ketosis, right? Like in your day to day life, like right now, you're not in ketosis, right? Or oh no, no, no. I mean, I I need carbs, and I eat eat what I think is an adequate amount of carbs to to fuel my training, and so. Um, so no. when does that happen? When do you think that happens for you? Like at what mile? Is there you're like okay, mile thirty two. Uh, uh, fuel systems shifting. Yeah. I mean, in the 50 miler, I think it was probably right around yeah 40, 42, where I was really starting to like my glycogen stores were, I was in the red or I was at zero pretty much through like the stores that I had in my body. So it was just like, how can I stay on my feet? So it was like, I wanted to save a gel in my ketone shot till 45. Um, cause there really wasn't any station between roughly, you know, 40 to like 47 ish or 41 to 47. And I was like, I was like, I need to burn this now. Like, cause I, and blowing starting to blow up and I feel it. Um, so I just, you know, I had a, had a gel that I finished too and then chased it with the ketone. Um, but there too, it's like, I'm still trying to get carbs in, even though I'm blowing up and also the ketones to hopefully, you know, have the ketones there without my body needing to necessarily create them for energy. Obviously they're creating them, but it's also just stacks upon on, on top of that. Excuse me. At, at the 47 mile mark, you mentioned that, you debated stopping and stretching and then you finally did it. You stopped and stretched. And I got a ton of questions. First, is that the first, is that the first and only time you stopped in the 50 miler? First and only time. And it was a dumb internal battle for about, oh. for about five miles from about 42 to the time I stopped. I'm like, cause I'm like, if you stop, there's no in hell you're going to be able to, to start again and pick up at the pace you're doing, you know, like your body's going to shut down and you're not going to pick your legs up again. So, um, I'd been thinking about it for really at that point, probably, 25, 30 minutes. Um, and finally just got to the point where I was like, I think I need to do something because I'm really starting to to blow up. I knew I had enough time in the bank. Um, I did the math at like 46. I'm like, I can run pretty much seven flats and still get it. Hey, um, uh, real quick. So is that a way you test your um uh, acuity? If you can do do you ever like try to do the math and you're like, fuck, I can't do the math. I need ketones. Is that will that would that be a sign or you can always do the math? I can I'm I've been around the sport long enough where I can okay. always do the math, fortunately. Um okay. So, yeah, so that was never an issue, but honestly, I've never been that late in a race um, either, and I didn't have an issue, so maybe the ketones did contribute to that. 
Okay. Um, for sure. But yeah, I was just like this big internal battle. And finally, I'm like, there was a tiny, it's a pretty flat course, um, but there was a tiny rise um, that went under a bridge. So we should kind of shoot through this, not really a tunnel, but it's like a, it's like a massive culvert you run through. And then it, it's like no more than like five feet up over 25 yards. But that just like shot my legs right, right at 47. I'm like, F dude, you got to try something. Um, so just quick stop, like, you know, stop, pulled it back, pulled the other one back. And in my head, I'm just like, fucking go fucking start running again. And I just took off to what I felt was okay. Um, and I was running back under six minute pace. Um, felt, felt great. Felt like I was at that probably at mile 25 to 30 again for about half a mile, but then my legs kind of felt the same as they did prior, but, um, still again, had enough time to bank and enough, enough to work with. So. What does that mean when you when you're blowing up? Does it start with like the like you feel something in your calf and then all of a sudden you're like shit and it's creeping up and then it's getting worse and worse? What like would define blowing up for me? For me in that race, uh, it was just the the quad fatigue because um, it was again. So it's it's a double out and back course. So it's a roughly 13 miles south, 13 miles back to the finish or to the to the start. You go past the finish, then it's a gradual like 10 mile uphill the entire way. So I'm already like the farthest distance I've done in training in one like session is 28. My largest day was 35 miles. So like I knew I could maintain. Wait a second. Before that race, you've never run more than 35 miles straight? No. So the farthest I'd run prior was only like straight was uh, was uh, 50K. So 31 miles straight. In your whole life? In my whole life, Yeah. <laughs> but and this is your first 50 miler you broke this the is my first this is my first 50 miler oh yeah my God, dude. yeah Beast. okay but, sorry back to the legs blowing up sorry Chris. yeah so so it's like so I, i'm in uncharted territory right so um i just i knew i could hold it for at least 35 to 40 and then i'm like that's the unknown like i don't know beyond that um and the thing too it's like from like 30 to 40 you're going uphill it's nothing crazy but it's just a gradual incline and I'm, I already have 30 miles on my legs. So I'm trying to like keep pace. And then you, then you hit the turnaround and essentially, you know, eight ish, nine miles back down. Um, but thing is you put in so much work for 40 miles, their quads are just shot. So now I'm like essentially loading them again. It's, it's like, mm. it's a great, like fully fresh. I could rip, I could run that 10 miles at under and five minute average. Cause it's, it's about a perfect decline. But like, crazy. I, but at this point, I'm just smashing my quads. Like every step, it just hurts. Um, so like, that was me blowing up. It was my quads. I'm just not getting any power from them. Mm. Um, probably after about really 45 to 40, you know, seven. I just feel like I'm just picking up, putting them down. I'm not actually like really putting power into the ground and really moving forward. So, hey, do you know Hunter McIntyre? I don't. Okay. I, I think, Why does I think his name he, sound familiar though? I think he gave me your name. He's a runner. He he's he um he's the high rocks guy. He's just the big uh Caleb will show you a picture of him. He's just this big massive man who shouldn't be running and he, he just, just keeps setting the world record at high rocks. Okay, but, yeah, yeah. But he put me in touch with he basically he comes on the show regularly and he's like, dude, you've got to get Charlie Lawrence on. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I've I've seen his page. Hey, dude, yeah. High rocks, high rocks people are wild. This guy's this guy's wild as shit. This guy's a, a human tornado. Yeah, he's so fun. And, and you know what? He kind of reminds me of you. He's in a, he's all he's in a good mood too. He's like he's up. He he's up. He's up like you. Um. So, so you when you cross the finish line, you 
you look like you're in perfect condition to me. And then two steps later, you turn into an 85 year old man. You start shuffling. Well, well, oh, actually, actually, before I go there, sorry, Caleb, sorry, good timing, Caleb. Before you go there, um, how do you know if you really need to stretch or it's your body mind playing tricks on you that it's um, as an excuse to stop? How do you know it's not just the boogeyman? You know, when you're a little kid and it's like, look under the bed, look under the bed, and you're like, motherfucker, there's no one under the bed, but then you still get out of bed and look under the bed. Yep. Like I already checked three times before I went to bed. How do you know yep. it's not that? I didn't. So that that, that was so the you one. don't even know. You can't even tell. You're like, are you the boogeyman, or you really need to stop? Yeah, that that was the one gamble. But uh, truthfully, like, I think I I could have kept going. Like I I don't I don't question myself. 100 confident. I could have kept rolling. But it was just like, how can I feel better to really like make sure I put this record away and not have to like see the clock and be like rigging and trying to get there you know like i i was pretty like you know confident checking my watch like that that i had it you know so that was like the one gamble that i i just w- didn't want to have any possibility of like seeing the time slip away as i'm running towards it so um yeah i, I didn't truthfully i didn't know it was just kind of a a guess you know when when you talked about your dad you clearly got your dad is a man of a, a great self-confidence swagger belief and you said that before you ran the race, even though you'd never run more than 35 miles, that you went out there to set the world record. You're like, not to, not, you knew you did it. Like, even before the race, you were like, okay, I'm going to set the world record today. Damn right. Yeah. No, that would have been uh, a waste of a trip, a waste of a run if I didn't get it, in my opinion. So, did anyone else know? Did you tell anyone you were going there to break the record? Oh, yeah. No, I had, as soon as I uh, signed up for the race and everything, emailed Steve Durbin, the race director, um, let him know, um, kind of let, let my agent know, like, I've been talking about for two years too. So I guess we'll go way back. I'm um, coming to your house. I'm taking your girl yeah. and, uh, and leave the keys in the car. I'm leaving in your car. I'm yeah. like, it's crazy, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up. Yeah. So like, I mean, so two years prior, I'd face my friend Des. She's 2018 Boston Marathon champion to the 50K world record. That was my, that was the first time I was in my head. So she, I paced her at 547 pace for 50K. What does that is, mean? She's, she was setting the world record and you were like one of the people who ran portions with her. Yep. So I ran the okay. entire time with her, like okay. every second, oh. every second, oh. Oh. um, just paced her as like, as a long run. So in my head, so I, we got it done. She did it 547 pace. And in my head, I'm like, that was pretty damn easy. I think I could do it, do, do this pace for 19 more miles. Cause that's one second faster than the current world record at 548 pace. So it was already in my head for, for a few years. Um, had verbalized it like kind of late, like late in 21. Then I really wanted to go for it in 2022, but I was injured off 2022. So I couldn't do it. Um, but like the entire time, like my girlfriend had known, my family had known, um, lots of close friends had known, like old old teammates had known. So um, yeah, it was no secret that that was the that was the mission and goal. Um, you were injured for a year. Do you, um, bunch of questions around that. Um, how did you get through that? And do you think the goal to set the world record for fifty mile was part of what got you through it? How did how did oh. someone like you get through a year of injury? That sounds in like insanity mm-hmm. for you. 100%. I mean, it was miserable. Like I was, so the goal, like going into 2022 was to try to win the 50 K championship. So that was slated to be, oh, okay, that, 50K. That, was, that was slated to be February of 22. Um, came out with a grade four sacral stress fracture that January of 22. Um, and like, I felt it right away probably as like a, a stress reaction, but of course I'm, I'm a month out from the 50 K championships. I keep doing workouts on it. It gradually gets worse and worse. Like it got to the point where I'm, I'm popping four leaves, rubbing Voltaren on it, wait for that to sink in and then just going and running like as much as I could. And like the faster I went, the less it hurt. So, um, <laughs> eventually I, eventually I cracked it straight through. So, so for me, 
Um, timeout, having- timeout. Uh, Caleb, uh, what is a sacral stress fracture? Isn't your sacral like where your butthole is? Pretty, I mean, it's like the lower back area, but pretty damn close. Yeah. Is there something there called the coccyx? That's yes. like that's like underneath it. That's your butthole. I wish you would have <laughs> your coccyx. <laughs> it been funner to say. Sacral sounds like something only girls have. Yep. So I got one of those. So I cracked that straight through. How the fuck, dude? Yeah. Is that just not from eating that right? Is that from I, just being 137 pounds? I was 100% under fueling and overtraining. Yeah, not not intentionally, but it's just like I was on that line for too long, you know, and it just wow. eventually just. You split it like this, like down the middle? Yeah, here. It, since this, let me see. Sometimes I, I think my penis does that to people. Oh, Stevie. <laughs> oh, Stevie. Not cool. That's crazy. Sacred. Damn. Oh, sacred. Oh, someone says it's called the it, it's called sacral because it's the sacred hole. Is that true? This guy's name is Standy. Standy room only. So I don't know if that's true. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know if you can, but that's that's the crack straight through. Damn. That looks like something the Hubble telescope took a photo of. Yeah, it was uh I spent way too much time in the MRI machine in 22. So I pretty much funded Boulder Health Images that year. So how did how did it get did they were they close enough together where you just chill and they come back together? Yeah. So I mean it was just I just couldn't run. It was just cross training. So kind of getting back to your question was like for me in the back of my head, it's like I want to win this 50k title. I want to go get this 50 mile world record at some point. Um, but it's like, you know, how do I get there? So it's like I need I can't run, so I need to cross train. So like a lot of time in the pool, a lot of time with the trainer. When the summer rolled around in 22, I went and bought, spent way too much money on a nice road bike. Um, but it was just enough to keep me interested in cross training. And for me, it was just like, if my minimum every day was three hours, let's put it that way. And for me, mentally, I was like, okay, like three hours in the pool. If you're going to break the 50 mile world record, that's four hours and 50 minutes or 40 hours, excuse me, four hours and 40 minutes of running and change. So a three hour bike ride shouldn't bother you or three hours in the pool. That's nothing. Cause you're gonna be running for a lot longer than that. So, right. or like a six hour ride shouldn't bother you whatsoever, you know? So yeah, a lot of time in the, uh, Vikings for pussies, they're sitting down. Exactly. <laughs> pool carries pool, how much, how much weight, how much, uh, weight is displaced by water? Does it like 80% of your weight? I mean, you don't even weigh shit in a pool, right? I don't know. Like I'm, I was thinking though. So even when I'm aqua jogging, like I had the the belt on and stuff. I do not understand how that thing, um, healed. I don't cracking that thing. Is that a common? Is that common? It's a sort of common. I mean, it's like I know at least four or five other runners that have had it. Um, so it's relatively common, I guess. But it's like you know you're training really hard and probably underfueling if you f that up because most things you're gonna have like a your metatarsals or, you know, your tibia, um, mm. like when it works its way up, especially like in that area, like you're, you fucked it up pretty bad. So, um, and again, my, like me, like I felt it right away, but I just kept training. I did, you know, like I did a 25 miler on it, you know, like a 15 by one K <laughs> repeats on it, you know, like it just cracked it through. So, um, oh, is there some, um, uh, supplement or something you're taking like do you eat like three great white sharks a year now to make sure like is there some like you know what i mean like shark marrow or some magical fruit from the amazon you're eating to fix that shit i mean for me the biggest thing was just making sure i'm getting enough like enough calories and then like i wasn't on a calcium supplement i'm now on a calcium supplement i didn't take calcium before 
because I was also on an iron supplement and I don't want the calcium to interfere with my iron absorption. So living in altitude and sleeping in altitude tent at the time, wanted to make sure I was on top of that um, iron. So make sure I'm producing enough red blood cells. Charlie Lawrence, 28 years old, looks 14, but bones of a 60 year old. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I felt, I felt like, I'm not kidding. Like I legit could have used the cane for about three weeks when that happened. Like I, I was walking around, like walking around my condo, just like, I couldn't put weight on it. I couldn't get out of bed. Like I couldn't roll over in bed. Um, yeah, I was miserable. Uh, any, any chance you thought about um, retiring at that point? No, no. I mean, I was like, you still have, I'm like, you can come back. Like there was never a doubt in my mind that I could like come back from it. Truthfully. Um, there were, I don't say dark days, but it was like, I just broke down. It's like one day at a time, just go get three hours, like in the pool or three hours on the bike. Or if it's that miserable, go do two hours and two hours. Um, and spend another hour in the gym, you know, lifting, just get strong, rebuild, um, just stay aerobically fit enough to like make running easy when you are able to get back to running. So, and then that, that was another frustrating thing too, cause it takes forever to get your legs back underneath you, even at, even though you are running and stuff. So, mm-hmm. cause biking is bike fitness is so much different and swim fitness is so much different than run fit. So, Hey, hey um, uh, we, we, the, the community we come spends a lot of time on the assault bike, right? I love the assault bike. You do like the assault bike? I mean, I don't do it often, but what, one of my, one of my really good friends, Eric, um, he's a massive, massive into CrossFit. He goes ape shit on it. Like he's a machine. Yeah. It, it's, it's like a staple for, for us. Right. Um, and, uh, I can do uh, 30 seconds on it with a 30 second break for 10 minutes and it can fucking like scar me. Like it can really scar me mentally. Like, like I did that two weeks in a row and and then the rest of the guys I'm hanging out with are still doing it like for 10 weeks and I'm done. I'm like, dude, I'm done. I'm not doing, cause I get off and I'm, I'm in a bad spot. I'm in a, like, I'm like asking for my wife to undress me in the garage. I'm just straight. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck do you run with that, with that woman who sets the world record for the 35 K and then want to do it a, like, are you scarred from that? Are you like, okay, I need like two months. I need to forget. No. You know, do, you, do you get scarred? Do you get scarred? Were you scarred by your 50 miler? No. I was like, as soon as I finished, I'm like, I finish, I'm like, shit, I got the trials now in like 12 weeks. <laughs> I got to get ready. So I got to go beat a lot of people. So Man. is there um, anything that scars you? Like, like, like physically gasses you or causes you so much discomfort that you're like I, I don't know if i'm gonna be able to do that like you know there's these big guys also kind of in your genre of fitness these rowing guys on the rowers they like set the world record for 2k and they're like fuck that i ain't trying that again for five years yeah no i mean i just like i think here's the thing too like, i think i can go run four hours and 44 minutes 43 minutes at this distance so i, I gotta do that like i, I want to put the shit away if i can so not really i mean i'm just at the point where it's like I think I can give a lot to the sport and like run a lot faster at like at the 50 mile still in the marathon too. And like, I want to go get the hundred K world record next year at some point. Um, so that's just, stuff is, just what, that's 66 miles or so. what is a hundred K 62 and change. Oh, so um, you use the word giving, are you giving person? Are you selfish? Like I think of athletes as being, I don't mean selfish in a derogatory sense, but I think of no. them as being selfish, like needing to focus a lot of energy. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm super, super selfish. I mean, my, my day, is structured around my training and recovering as effectively as possible for training. Like, for example, like this is, I'm like, I'm happy to be on the call. Like I go to bed at 8 PM every night and it's eight Oh five. 
But like, oh shit! So, so you're stressing already. You're like, what the? No, nah, no, we're okay. chill. We're chill. I mean, I got, I just got an easier on them all. We're good. Life's good. What um, time will you wake up? What time is if you go to bed at eight? What time do you wake up? Uh, five forty-five at the latest. And, and and why have you chosen to keep those hours? I just I just feel good off of it. Like I know I recover. Like I know it's I know I'm gonna fall asleep as soon as I hit the pillow. I still have to do like nighttime mobility and all that shit too after this. But no rush. It only takes ten minutes. We're good as long as you guys want. Um, but it's just like I'm so routine and so selfish when it comes to this stuff. But it like ultimately like it's been years of this stuff, and it ultimately you know translated to you know what was a world record. So um, it's something that it's boring. Like I do the same shit every single day, but mm -hmm. it. Uh, it pays off because when I know like how I recover, how I train off of it, how I feel off of it, and you know ultimately how I can race off of it. So, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely a selfish person in that regard. You know, um, uh, Elon Musk wants to like colonize fucking Mars, and people think he's crazy. And uh, probably people thought Jeff Bezos was crazy. He's like, hey, I'm going to sell so many things in my store that my store is going to be ubiquitous with cash, right? Meaning like like. If someone gives you Amazon gift card, it's like my, it's like U.S. currency now because you can just fucking buy anything there. And there's these just people out there just doing insane things. You really, it really is like what you've done out there. Of all, there's been billions of us on the planet, and it would be hard pressed to argue that anyone's ever run 50 miles faster than you. Yeah, I, no I, I, I would, I would, I bet, I God, I'd bet two inches of my cock on it. Yeah, no, it's no crazy. one has, no, no one has, dude. Your 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 cock is safe. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank and yeah, if man. so i think no. you'll break it tomorrow no um stress. does it do you have any issues with um um dreaming big and, and, and the pressure of people um, telling you you can't do you have any issues or, or yourself telling you, you can't do you have any issues with dreaming big no never i mean like i like going into this going and getting the 50 mile like i had no doubts i mean like we one of my like one of my former sponsors, um, they're out there shooting, like filming and stuff. Um, but they're like, we did a kind of a hype video prior and they're like, you know, what, what's the percent chance you think you get this? And I'm like, I said 90%, but like, I wanted to say, I truthfully, I wanted to say 100, but I didn't want to sound like too cocky. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I was pretty damn confident that I was going to go get this, you know? And that's just like, that's just the body of work that I have behind me and the years of, like I said, running at this high level doing pacing des doing several hard long runs at altitude at a faster pace obviously not as far but um no i mean really no no hesitation there what do you let let's let's rule out that it's cocky and arrogance do you, what 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 would it be then because you know a lot of people who you, you know i i watch a lot of fighting so i hear a lot of fighters say yeah i already saw it do you think that that did you maybe you already saw it and so it's not even cocky arrogance it's like hey guys I saw it oh yeah no and that was the thing I had I had broken that I'd done the this or some sort of celebration yeah. a million times in my head before I crossed that line you know no like shit, oh yeah yeah when no you, I was like I said it would have been a waste of a, a waste of a run you know if I uh, if I didn't get this but I was pretty confident I was going to leave with that record so when are you visualizing this. Like through your mobility all day, like yeah, like hours in the pool, um, like on on the treadmill, um, training runs, you name it. Is it daydreaming? Is daydreaming and visualizing the same thing? No, nah, I mean no? I, I think daydreaming is just kind of in your thoughts. Visualizing is like you're putting yourself in the in that moment, 
you know, like for me, it was like attacking the the third portion, like running uphill towards the tunnel, why it's called tunnel hill. Um, just staying committed, coming back down that point, you know, just like really trying to put myself in that, in that space and be like, you know, here's how I'm going to feel. Here's how you're going to break it down. Here's what you're going to be like, here's where you're going to hopefully be at pacing wise um, and all that. So how did you, how do you know, how did you know to do all that? How do you know about visualizing? Oh man. I mean, honestly, probably comes from my dad, like from earliest, even like middle school, you know, like he'd, uh, I even like remember like before my first race, like it was a, it was a junior high race. I'm in seventh grade. Obviously like I'm nervous. I'm excited. But he's like, dude, you've been watching this, this race since you've been, you know, two, you know, or three, we brought you to this race. Like, you know, this course, like, so visualize yourself like now actually out on this course and winning. And like, that's like kind of what my dad told me of like my first ever race, um, went out and executed and got the win, you know, like, um, so just from a very almost middle school, you know, for sure. Do you enjoy that? Do you enjoy that part of it? Love it. Yeah. The, no, the visualizing I visualizing part you do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause usually it's, it's me and like, you know, I'm pretty ambitious. So I put myself, you know, in world record position. So that was where I had myself at every aspect of this race when I was like planning and prepping for it, you know, obviously like coming up with my next race with the trials, um, you know, like the goal is top 20, um, top 10 would be like the greatest run ever truthfully for me. Um, but it's like, I'm already working on like, here's where I want to be at this point of the course. Like here's hopefully the splits I'm running. It's going to be hot and humid. So you're going to be really hurting here, but here's where you need to commit around this section. People are going to start fading here. Here's where you roll them up. Um, so no, like I, I, I enjoy it. You know, it's like, it's how you put yourself in race mode. And like, that's like what kind of puts like pushes me on a day-to-day basis for sure. Do you, do you know what, um, drives you like from, from, from a young age, like, you know, like, um, death in the family, someone told you you're stupid. Um, do you know what drives you? Is there, is there, is there like a little piece of sand that's like irritating you down there that you're, that you're managing? No, I mean, I truthfully, like, I don't know. Like, I just love, and, and this is probably just from, from a very young age, right. In the, in the small town that I grew up in, like I was just always one of the best athletes and not the best athlete. Like I just always tried to be, tried to be that dude. Um, and it's, it's fun being that dude. So, um, you know, it's just going in and showing out and putting like being the best you can at whatever you're doing. So like, even prior to my pro contract, I work in ticket sales for the Minnesota Gophers actually in college athletics. And like, it was like, I'm going to outsell every person in this fucking ticket office. Mm. Like mm. I'm going to make more calls than them. I'm going to be in earlier, stay in later. Um, which is hard to train while you're doing that, but it's like, you're on the phones longer, you're making more money, you're cashing more checks. So. And just um, schmoozing the people. Hello, oh, yeah. Miss Christensen. You know you want to come to the game. Oh, I can't this week. Well, how about buying it for your kids? You know they'd love to come. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it's I important mean, to support the school. Can you can you give me like what it's what you sound like if someone says no? Oh, I'll I even mean, play we, the other end if you want, if you want to call me. Ringing. Uh hello, this is Sevon Matosi in the Sevon podcast. What the fuck do you want? Sevon, Charlie Lawrence, go for ticket offs. How are you, sir? Awesome, Charlie. How are you, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Say, hey, I see you bought a, a single game go for basketball ticket. Well, I got a deal for you. You on for it? Uh, I think so. But, you know, uh, a few. I fell down the stairs a couple weeks ago, and I'm in a wheelchair now. So getting around is kind of hard for me. That's right. We have, uh, we have ramps and we have uh, handicap seating. So I got a deal for you. Here's what I can do. Okay. We got, we've got, so you bought, you, bought the, you bought the Michigan State game. That's great. Here's what I'm going to do for you. You overpaid. So oh. I, can, I can get you a handicap seat plus two other games. Can you It'll call see. me handy capable? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, sir. Handy capable. So I got you handy capable seats. It'll save you $25 off your current game. Plus you get the next two at a much cheaper rate. So get you a little mini plan. Come to two more games. I'll wheel you around myself. I'll bring you, uh, I'll bring you a tunnel pass. It'll be great. Charlie, I'm in. Sign me up. Thank you, buddy. I can't believe it. And you know what I'm going to do with that extra 25 bucks? I'm going to buy us a couple beers, buddy. Perfect. Yeah. What, what kind of car do you want to put this on? <laughs> Break out your wallet, old man. Damn. Damn right. That's awesome. Life, life on the job. I mean, it was fun. I like that was, and honestly too, like there was some of the most fun calls were like, I want to say like, if you hung up and I didn't sell anything, I'd be pissed. There's some people that are just diehard sports fans and I love them. They talk to you for like an hour, just about <laughs> like, just about the good old days and like this. And you're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, like, Give me that credit card number, bro. <laughs> but, it was, but it was great. I mean, for me, like, you know, I grew up in Minnesota, ran for the Gophers and then I'm selling tickets for my favorite team. Like, I mean, I have, I have the M tatted on my leg. Like I got the state, state of Minnesota tattooed right here. Wow. Like, wow. Um, so it was, I mean, it was, it was a fun job for sure. And like, still like my boss, um, at that job is still like a very close friend of mine. So, um, it was fun, but, but going back, it was just like, I always just wanted to like, again, I wanted to be like the highest revenue generating ticket salesman. Like I want to be the fastest runner possible. Um, you know, at whatever career I'm in. So, so you did, you, you like the, you, um, like the, for lack of a better word, I don't mean this in a derogatory way. You like the attention of being the best guy. Like, hey, I'm yeah. going to be the best. I, and I, I enjoy I enjoy the accolades and, and what that with the prestige and, and the fun and the attention that comes with that and the girls. Oh, the girls. That's yeah. a massive plus. So and also yeah. I'll, I'll go back to my dad as well. Like I, I was more stuff. of a bottom feeder. 3 a.m. looking around the bar. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. left? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm gone racked out. So, yeah. And, and and she's gone too. So, <laughs> damn. Oh, were you gonna were you thank, gonna say something? Thank, thank God my girlfriend isn't here right now. <laughs> is, she, is she? You had a good girlfriend. She's the best. She's the best person I know. So that's awesome. Accepting. And, she got to accept you. You're 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 intense. You're a fucking intense human. She's got to accept you. Yeah, and she she puts up with with my shit. So um, it wasn't okay. So also, this is a credit to my dad as well because I remember he like just a hell of an athlete. Like I said, he had all these, like, think of like a man cave. Like you go down to your basement, like he has a bar and everything. And then he has like a behind the bar is like a massive, like shelf. And it's not like a, like shelf on the wall. It's like a, I don't know. It's just a massive bar with a shelf and instead of like, instead of trophies or instead of bottles, it's all trophies just stacked on stacked on like all American, like most valuable athlete, like, interceptions leader like you know this 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 all this and i remember like being like so little and seeing those and being like i remember telling him i'm like i'm gonna have more than you oh you said that to him oh yeah hey i wonder what my kid thinks i have a um a chocolate dick back here (laughs) (laughs) how's it taste (laughs) everyone wants me to put that shit in their mouth the big black cock i got a tupac (laughs) (laughs) fuck i got a I got some crayons that have like eff- offensive racial slurs on them. I ain't got shit. <laughs> oh shit! My fucking body work sucks. Hey, the, he he and his dad remind me of the Bajans. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I bet, I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, we have a, a frequent guest on the show. I'm uh, extremely proud of uh, Tyson Bajan. He's the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, and oh, he hell and yeah. He, 
and he came up through Division Two. And oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and his dad, and I was actually really, I'm very good friends with his dad, and because of that, I got the opportunity to be friends with his son. And so Tyson comes on here on the show, and it's been a huge boon for the show. It's so it's so great for the credibility of the show. But hearing you know you talk about your dad is similar to hearing you know Tyson talk about his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, or more like, like his dad, more like talk shit to his his. Did your dad talk a lot of shit to you? Because his dad would, talks a lot of shit. He would put me in my place. Like I remember one time, like he was. This is like. Don't quote me on my age. I think it was probably like second or third grade. Um, but I'd like, I'd pull the like basketball hoop into the middle of the, um, middle of a driveway to shoot hoops and stuff. And I remember one time he was just like, it's like a hot summer day. He was probably, it was like out mowing the lawn all morning. And I'm like, I'm finally like, I'm just like getting reps and shooting. And I, I go inside, I'm like, dad, come play me one-on-one. And he's like, Charlie, like, just get like, nah, I'm good. Like I was out. I'm like, come on. I'm like, I'm like, you're just going to lose to me. Like I, I didn't like call him a pussy. I'm like, yeah, you can't take the smoke. Like, I'm talking shit to him. And he's like, whatever. So like you played a game to, to five or whatever. And he was up like, he put me in the dirt. And the last thing he did was he crossed me over so bad. And it was only eight foot hoop. Just t- like LeBron Tomahawk dunk. <laughs> and, he, and he just goes, he goes, he goes, done wasting. Like I'm done wasting my time. Like keep practicing. He should <laughs> so, have like, broke your hoop. Yeah. I mean, he just like, he put me in my place. He's like, He's like, that was the biggest waste of my time. Like, I'm going back inside. <laughs> do, do you do you think someone could train to be to do what you do? Um, like your story is so natural, right? It's so you just were brought right in through the mom who was the track coach, and you just stayed with it. And obviously, there's discipline and structure and purpose and and all that, but. Do you think someone like at 17 could be like, I don't know, just be like, Hey, I, I want to be the, fa- have the fastest 50 mile time in the world. And it's, you're like, nah, dude, too late. I think, I think people like you had, like everyone has a shot at it. Right. I mean, but you have to have like, I'm pretty fortunate again. Like I've pr- come from a pretty athletic, like family, mom's a good athlete, dad's a good athlete. And I was just like, I don't say nurtured. I don't know if that's the right word, but I was pretty much groomed to be a very good athlete at honestly whatever sport i chose really what um, else what else do you think you could have been really good at what do you yeah. think you could have played d1 at something else no i mean i think i could have played division three basketball which i love basketball again that's not because i'm hyper competitive i knew i was going to be had the best shot of like going d1 and being very competitive at running so that's why i chose running because i'm just competitive and want to win at shit um, so in high school what did you play what, what what sports did you do i did uh cross country track and then basketball in the winter so okay. but, I, but, right. I, but i stopped basketball after 10th grade um, just cause I knew I was gonna, I wanted to like go and try to win a state title and all that stuff. And, you know, really go get, go get a scholarship and in track and in cross country. So, um, but again, it was like being from a small town where I, where I grew up is like, even if you go D3, like you're still a pretty good athlete. And I, and I was good. Like I was, you know, start started and stuff like point guard, like could shoot 90% from the free throw line. Like could did you play varsity your sophomore year. I did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, which is, you know, again, it's a small town, 2,500 people. So it's not like, I'm not Steph Curry out here, but you know, I could like, I could take most people to school on the court. So, which is fun. Whatever you were doing with your friends, you were the best skipping rocks, uh, playing flag football. Like you were the, everyone you got picked first. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> hey, hey um, your, your, your sport has a lot of, uh, bear with me. I'm going to be really uh, su- su- massive sweeping uh, generalization has a lot of mental illness in it. 
It's uh, people with uh, tattoos and piercings who are former meth heads who have now are trying to run away their addiction, right? Like when I see someone, I'm. Why, why do you think that sport? And do you think I'm characterizing that right? Obviously not the guys at your level, but or maybe even some at your level. But all the all the people that I'm affiliated with who do long distance running have some sort of fucking drug demon. Uh, for sure. I mean, and that's the thing too. Like, I, I mean, one of my good friends, uh, Mitch Mitch Ammons. He's a former heroin addict. He's a two sixteen marathoner, um, and I think you know Mitch could obviously talk a lot better on it than I could. But I think a lot of it does come from that trauma from it, and just not necessarily running away from it. But if it's a again, like I'm not a like I don't really I've never been in that scenario. But like it's just a different form of like a I would say a crux if that's the right word. But it's Co- a different coping way mechanism. Of, but but sure. what a yeah. what a tough coping mechanism. I'm going to run ten miles. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I mean, harder, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for like for sure. Um, you know, and Mitch covered is, in tats too, right? A lot of runners are just covered in tats, some weird, some just in, in former drug addicts, and now all of a sudden they're they're you know they're middle of the road good ultra marathoners. Yeah, no, it's a place of like I don't say there's a lot of like self hatred out there, but there's times where you're just like, holy shit, we're we're going through it right now. So, um, are you a religious guy? I'm not. No. Did your parents ever take you to church on Sundays or any of that? Um, my mom did. And and then it was kind of funny when they got divorced, right? So we had like religion Wednesday nights where you like go to church and, you know, learn, read the Bible and all that fun stuff. It was so like we'd rotate households. It'd be like Monday, Tuesday with my dad, Wednesday, Thursday, mom, weekend with dad. And then it rotates, you know, mom, Monday, Tuesday, dad, Wednesday, Thursday, weekend with my mom. Well, when the nights we were with my mom, like the Wednesdays, she'd always make us go to religion. And then like that following weekend, if we we're with What her, does that mean? Religion? Is that what Jehovah witnesses do or what, what was she? The, uh, she was, well, I, I was raised Catholic. Okay. Well, they have church on Wednesday. That's hardcore. Okay. I well, thought it was wait, only like the weird ones, like Scientology and Jehovah witnesses that did Wednesdays. No, it was like, it was like, as you're bringing, bring up to like brought up through the church. Like it was like, you just go, it's almost like a Bible study for like, okay. Her, for middle school oh, is kids. that what catechism is? I hear people. I had friends do catechism. I wish I knew. Yes. Like I'm, yes. I'm so I'm so far removed, which is, which is if you're religious, I that's fine. Go do your thing, but I'm just not. Yeah, no, no, um, fair enough, fair enough. Um, you need to be in a and, car accident or something. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, so like Sunday, my mom would make us go to church. Then the weekends I'm with my dad. He'd be like, "F no, like go do your run. Like don't, we're not going." Or if, like, or if we had religion. And we're at my dad's. He'd be like, no, you don't need to go. You can skip. So um, it was kind of funny. So we always hoped we'd, uh, well, I mean, we knew the schedule, but whenever with our dad, we knew we could usually get out of it, which was fantastic. What do you think happens when you die? You ever think about that when you're running? No, no, no. You're not like, Hmm. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean, there's times where I'm like, I mean, well, you're talking fighting, like, like, you know, Adesano where he's like, I'm ready. I'm prepared. I'm prepared to die. Like yeah. that, that's the mentality that I do have when I go race though. It's like, I'm going to go get every ounce of like out of myself as I can and have kind of that fighter's mentality. Like, like I'd rather go, like I'd, I'd rather be the one like throwing haymakers on another dude in that in running terms, that's like throwing in surges, like ratcheting up the pace a little bit, um, throwing those little punches, you know, that, that wear on you and tear you down. So, um, like I do kind of love that, that mentality. Like this is so savage. Like, Oh, is he is he chanting that to himself? Yeah. Yeah. I'll beat what, what what fight was that? Was that against K- uh, Gastelum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gastelum. I think so. Yep. Kelvin Gastelum. God, that was his first really gnarly fight. 
That was crazy. You're you're a fight fan too, Charlie. You know, oh, yes and no. You know, I, I really like boxing more so, mm-hmm. but like especially like that, just that mentality, the fighter mentality. Like, how many punches can you take, and like how many can you keep giving back, and like even just a little jabs, like get him at the ribs, whether it's a you know little little hill on the course, throwing a little surge, like small little jab, like can they take it or are, are they going to respond? Like, that's just a racist mentality, and it's just like even when it comes to the fifth month, it's like how long can you keep pounding your legs and stay at this pace and stay committed to you know whether it's you know, keeping a guy on the ropes or, you know, like make sure you're not on the ropes. Cause when you're on the ropes in a race, it's not fun. It's miserable. So were there any other world-class runners in the, uh, 2023 tunnel run where you set the 50 mile world record? Um, Raj Paul Panu, who is, he is a, he's run, he ran five hours in like two minutes, which is like, he also was under the course record. Raj is probably, he's a top five ultra runner, like in the U S for sure. Um, hopefully that's not a slight to him. He's a really good dude. Um, but he's, he's very, very, very solid, but you know, again, I, I beat him by, you know, two miles. So did, did he know that you were coming there to set the world record? Yeah. And, and so do you think that he thinks in his head, he's going to stay with you? He wasn't with me for a second of the race. Um, <laughs> do you yeah. wish he would have been do you wish he would have been yes and no you know like when i when i say like i think i can go faster i think because i i was out really hot i was on like 441 442 pace through the first 20 miles um, 441 442 a mile for the first how many miles Two no miles? no like, like four like if i was gonna finish i was on four hours, 40 minute pace. Like, 40. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, but I had to average, you know, five forty-eight, and I, I was running at one point I was running a couple, like low five thirties. I had a couple high five twenties in there. Um, like I was just putting it away early and I was kind of the plan. I was out a little aggressive, more aggressive than I wanted to be. Um, but yeah, no, right. Away, I'm like, I'm like, no one has a shot to stick with me. So you're just going to go do it solo. But I wish someone was like, or for maybe even like my next one, I'd love to have a pacer just to keep me right on pace for as long as they can. Um, cause then maybe I won't lose as much time on the back end as I did. But again, I had enough kind of time in the bank. So would it have to be a runner? Like, like do, do you ever use anything else as pacing bikes or, or me um, on an electric scooter? Yeah. So yeah. 13 so year it, old on a scooter. <laughs> a little flag behind me. You know? So it, it would have to be a runner in this scenario. Um, yeah, it couldn't be even too. So, um, yeah, one of my, my old, old sponsors, like they sent, one of the videographers out there, a great dude. Um, we were wondering if Trevor could maybe like bike alongside of me, but that could just possibly be considered like illegal pacing. So therefore he couldn't, couldn't do it. Oh, so. oh they can't do it because of, okay. Because, uh, okay. Because of the sport, not because it's not feasible. Yeah. So like, but uh, if uh, there's another runner in the race registered yeah. and they were with me, that's completely legal. And they could technically be a pacer, but they'd right. have to be a participant and they'd have to finish the race. So it's like, cool, you can pace me for 20 miles, but yeah, now you have 30 miles alone to go do. <laughs> Dude, so, if I wasn't racing walk. you, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near you. What if I fucked you up somehow? Like, what if I was just some dude on a bike trying to film you and I fucked you up? Like, or well, like pressure. Well, here's the thing too. So this course is like, it's a double out and back, right? So it's like, and it's a trail. Like what you saw in that video, like that's how wide it is like the entire time. So like, you're, I'm going south and then I turn around and then I'm running against the traffic. And there's some people that like aren't fucking paying attention. And I'm just like, eyes up. And like, cause they're running three, four wide. And I'm like, you know, so also yeah. that's that black hat tan. That's, that's baby girl. That's my girlfriend. 
Yeah, she, 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 they had to ask her to move. She was blocking the clock. What the hell? Yeah, what the hell, girl? <laughs> what are you? Look at her. Look at her. Oh, she's so. Hey, does she run? She, she does. Yeah. You concerned she's going to run her butt off? Girls, girls got to squat below parallel. They got to keep their butts. No, so, so she's a middle distance girl. So she okay. keeps, she keeps that butt. So. <laughs> All right. Okay, so what's going on there is you cross and your legs just turn off. What, what, what is that? That's, that's yeah. legit. Yeah. So I was trying to like right there, I was trying to stop and like put my hands on my knees, but my legs just kept moving. And I felt if I was going to put my hands on my knees, I was going to fall and eat shit. So I just like kind of just kept shuffling because like, I was pretty fatigued. And what do you think you weigh right there? With all the liquid in me, I'm probably one at that point, 140. So like, you're uh, hydrated when you cross the finish line? Oh, yeah. So like I had, I was ripping every roughly every five miles, I was having a, uh, liquid carbs and then a gel and a ketone shot or variations of of those do you pee or poop while you're running the 50 miles no sir it's all just being processed yep great and, and then and then when do you eat are you ready to eat a pizza right there so here's the thing so i downed 10 bottles of liquid carbs and gels and like six different ketone shots um so my stomach feels fucking disgusting like mm. it feels it just oh, feels you like, mean at the end during the race you've done that? Yeah. So here, let me let me let me, let me grab a grab a little photo here. Find another ten, one. Ten bottles of carbs. I've never. Yes, yeah, so, and, wow. and they're and they're pretty full bottles as well. So what is a bottle of carbs? That's like what they feed anorexic and shit. That's like that. Um, what's that stuff called? Uh, like the uh, like insurers or something. Insure, yeah. Is it insurers? Yeah. Is it stuff like that? Yeah, this this was Allison handing me a bottle, but so there I have I have a gel tape to it, and then also in the bottle is, is electrolytes. So I finish that gel, wow. and then I chase it with electrolytes. So roughly every five miles, I'm getting in at least eight ounces of water or liquid carbs. So yeah, so that that's what I was using right there. BPN's G1M. Hey, dude, if if someone's handing you that and it dropped, would you stop and pick it up or no? Fuck that. I would I would have stopped. Yeah, you would. But also, but also this, I did have extra gels and the extra ketone shot stashed in my shorts, so in case like. If I missed one, I'd be fine to keep going and just like pull out an extra one that I stashed. If I missed two, I would have like picked it up. But again, it was super easy. They were just holding it out for me, grab it and go. So when you say, Charlie, that you turn around, do you run, do you run in a circle or do you actually stop and turn around? If I dropped the bottle, you're asking? No, no, no. You said it's 13 miles one way and then you turn oh, yeah. around. Is it a yeah. loop or is it actually you cross the line and then you start running the other way? So you are literally going around a cone. It is gnarly. Um, yeah, that's. It might not sound like a big deal to just someone who's completely rested, but I was thinking about that. When you're tired, even that pivot right there takes a little something off, right? Oh yeah. Um, I don't think I have any photos of me turning around, but yeah, it's literally just like around a cone. It's wild. So hey, any any world class uh, uh, athletes reach out to you after you did this? Like LeBron gave you a call and is like, "Hey, you want to come to a BLM rally or some shit like that?" Or like, you want to help me sell Sprite or like. You know, just like not a really, I wish like LeBron, I have Travis Kelsey wasn't like, Hey, you want to go out and get uh, shots with me or like nothing? No, I mean, I'm trying to think who it's truly, it really is remarkable. It's really remarkable what you've done. It's, it's like, yeah, it's unreal, dude. Yeah. I mean, like my first call was I, I FaceTime Des, um, Lyndon, who's one, one of my good friends, Boston Marathon champ. Um, but she's just like a close friend. Like we talk training, we talk everything. So yeah, that's, and that's, Dude, I that, saw her, you know who she looks like at first glance. 
um, in some of your pictures is she looks like the Polish fighter, uh, UFC fighter who just got the breast implants. You know what I'm talking about? She was dope. Um, uh, little girl, 115. What's her name? Uh, crazy hard name to say. She was the champ forever. Then the Asian girl beat her up. Anyway. I have no clue. But I saw her in your Instagram. I was like, oh, is, is, is that? But it's not her. Okay, so you called Des. Yep, so FaceTime Des. I'm in front of, the, like, Nick Bear, founder of BPN, like, shouted me out. Um, Do you know him? Yes and no. I mean, he's ultimately, like, he was he was my boss. Okay. Um, and Why? It, it you worked more, there? You worked there? No, I mean, I, I ran for BPN. He used to. Oh, oh okay. Right. I guess, I like, my contract's up the, d- December 31st, I guess. So. Three, Three more days. days. I got to come. What was that? Do you have an agent? I do. Do you, what's your agent's name? Can you say Josh Cox? Is he a cool so, dude? One of the coolest dudes I know. Legit. One of the coolest dudes I know. So he's a former world record holder at 50 K. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, just one hell of a person. Um, great guy, great agent. So, um, how, how do you make all your money from sponsors or do you teach seminars or, or how, how did, how, what, 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 I guess, revenue streams do you have from running? Yeah. So, so I coach on the side as well. So I have 18 athletes that I coach as well. Holy so shit. That's a, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fair amount. So, but it's, it's kind of the sweet spot. I don't necessarily want to add more, but I like working with people that I work with and they're, they get me as a coach and an athlete. And as long as you just don't like, just listen to what I do, it makes my job really, really, really easy or listen to what I write no fuss so meaning meaning you're programming for them correct yeah so i write there like you know let's say they have a goal race and i'm writing their training up to it usually i'll plan a week in advance can always backtrack and always shift so you know even prior to hopping on this call i was uh texting one of but like one of my athletes who flew into into tampa said he felt like shit on his eight mile run because he just had a flight and i'm like that makes total sense dude don't don't worry about it so um it's good but i'm besides training midday i'm writing training plans and talking to athletes so but but i do that then also hvmn then you know what you know bpn so hvn that's one of their products so hvmn um is ketone iq so that's uh that's my my largest partner so and are you staying with them of course yeah yeah those guys are uh yeah they're they're, again it's the best products i take without a doubt so and and their ceo mike's a, a good friend um their partnership team is awesome so um, you wake up in the morning. What's the first thing you eat? I first thing I eat is I mix electrolytes up with beta alanine, stir that up, drink that. And then I start making my pour over coffee. Then I'll have, uh, my coffee with bread, nut butter, and, uh, creamed honey on top of that. So, and so in, in any specific bread, um, Dave's killer bread, the, the green one sponsor. I'd love it. Yeah. Can I see that? Can I see that bread, uh, Caleb? Yeah. Hit up Josh. Let him know. Dave, what the fuck, Dave? Dave, it's, that's really what it's called, Dave's Killer Bread. You guys nodded yeah. your head. Do you guys know that? Do you know that bread? Yeah. yeah. That, that company started in jail, and then that's that such... dude ended up blowing it up to like two hundred million dollars. Yeah. Great bread. He yeah. was in jail. Yeah, dude. The story that, is crazy. There it is. Yeah, One whole grains right there. Yeah. And and why do you eat that bread? Um, just because I know it sits well. So it's uh, it's gonna be whole wheat. Plenty of grains, um, you know, hundred cal, hundred calories ish, and they might be like one hundred ten. Um, then I get the the almond butter, a little extra fat, tastes good, and then the the creamed honey from a local Boulder place. So, and, and what almond butter do you use? Uh, I just get the whole. Honestly, I get whatever like 
is there, but like Whole Foods, I just get, I just have their standard organic. Will you look at the ingredients? Like if it has palm oil in it, will you eat that shit? No. So this is just dry roasted almonds. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I forgot okay. the one company. I, I would buy more of it, but it's a uh, artisana. Artisana. It's like seventy five dollars for a bottle like this. Yeah, yeah. So I. So that's my favorite. <laughs> but yeah, it's twenty fucking dollars. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. Like I. It's my. Like I can't rationally buy. Like I will buy it on travel trips because I can write that shit off. Like when I'm mm-hmm. just at home, I won't. Like I can write off all my groceries when I'm traveling for a race or something. So do you have a coffee sponsor? No, but the closest thing to it would be Ryan and Dez's coffee. It's called the Linden Times too. So I get free coffee from them. Like in the morning, like you just run by and they're like, Hey Charlie, here's a cup. I mean that well th- so they send me beans, I guess. So oh. I have a see, can I show you here? You're gonna see my kitchen, but yeah, I got the whole pour over setup over there. Got the grinder, got the kettle, got the scale, gotta have it. So Does no. your girlfriend live with you? She does. And does she have to sleep in a separate bed? No. So it's actually kind of comical. Oh. Um well, I used to have so my altitude tent used to be a full bed tent over the entire tent, but she hated it. She hates it. So now like if I'm in my altitude tent, I'm not currently. Like I just have a head tent. So it's like just covers me up to here, and then she sleeps outside of it, like right next to me. Um have you had Of course inside the tent? Of course. Wow. Does it does it change anything? Like make you last longer or make you last shorter or change the viscosity of the fluids? Or does is there any like it just gets hot as hell in there. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. okay. It's humid. And, yeah. and you may, I mean, I, I, I had it at 11,000 feet, up to, sometimes up to 12,000 feet. So, like, you get out of breath a little easier. But yeah. It's, it's Cardio training. Fit. Oh. It, it's free fitness either way, so. Uh, so, you were, you, there's a video where you're running, and um, it's, it's really cold outside, and you have gloves on, and you're fully kitted out. And then like halfway you're and for you, it's a short run. You're just on a, it's, it's, it's not even, you're not even out on a run. I mean, you're to me, it's, you're out on a run, but you said you're just, um, looks like you're sprinting to me, but you're talking and you're just saying that this is a, I forget what you call it, like active recovery or some shit, but you're basically running and you start, you're like, Oh, I overdressed. I started freezing. Now I'm fucking hot, but I guess this is just free fitness. Tell me about that. Cause I work out in full, no matter how hot it is outside. I always start with thermals and sweatshirts and I want to be as hot as I can. Cause somehow I think I'm getting free fitness too, but I just made that shit up in my head. Do you think you actually get a little extra fitness training hot? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, there's heat training is like, is a thing. And actually too, like right now I'm getting ready for the Olympic trials in Orlando, February 3rd. So in my garage next to my treadmill, I have my, my space heater blowing on me. Then in front of that, I have my humidifier that's blowing humid air at me as well. So like, and I wear long sleeve and a vest. So like, for me, it's like, you want to try to simulate that heat because you're going to sweat more. Your body's going to produce, you know, you're going to get more blood flow through there. So yeah, like you're, you're stressing your body in a different way versus just like, what 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 heat, what heater do you use? Do you know what brand heater you use? Oh, it's just a cheap Honeywell. Honeywell like, um, sponsored, like a standalone. Yeah, dude, crazy hey. funny commercial there. Yeah, Charlie Lawrence doesn't need it, but he uses it. Honeywell. Hey, what kind of treadmill do you use? I got a Peloton tread. Is is, is it motorized? It is. Yeah, I think it has like a three horsepower motor. Which, by the way, this is kind of funny timing. It's a great treadmill. Does everything I needed to. I literally I literally reached out to Woodway today because I want a mm. Woodway. Mm. Yeah, what you mean the Woodway one that's like that that's man powered? No, no, I, I don't want the I don't want that one. I want the also this is when I was so out of shape. So I did I did a uh, 
just a like a three mile run on this on the machine's called the lever so it's a suspension system so it takes more weight off because i still had my stress fracture a little bit i was coming back um jesus so christ dude though. rest you were on a special treadmill that takes <laughs> weight off well no no so, so it's something you can put on the treadmill so it might not um yeah that that right there hell yeah that's that guy's on top crazy dude Jeez. Yep. Hey dude, you're lucky you never got into drugs. You're a hardcore addict. You'd be you were you're like you would smoke out of a can and shit. <laughs> oh, I well, yeah, like I'm such an addictive personality. So like yeah. so I try to like it's already bad when I start like when I'm like done with racing, I start drinking and shit. So I mean it's not bad. I just like I have too much fun doing it. I'll say that. You can really so, focus on things. 100%. Why don't you use I I have a um uh, air runner that's not motorized. I mean, I never run more than a mile on it, but why don't you have one of those ones that all the CrossFit cool CrossFit people have where you, like you have to manpower it? I'm not a cool CrossFit guy. But do, isn't it aren't those better? Don't we use the best shit? We think we're the best. Why should we be using motorized treadmills? I think so. <laughs> that, that. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Will you pull up it? Do you know what I'm talking about? The ones that's kind of got oh, like the Yeah, the curve, yeah. yeah. Those, those yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm going to eat shit on that thing. It feels so awkward. Yeah. So like so like when you like you dictate the pace on that. Well, judging is like the treadmill. It's like cool. I need to run five flat pace. I'm gonna set it to five flat and I'm gonna roll. Yeah. All right, rule them out as a sponsor. Okay. No, but but Woodway treadmills. That's uh, that's who I'm going for. Which it's like it's a fifteen thousand dollar treadmill. They're fantastic. They're the Rolls Royce of treadmills. I can't justify. I could write it off, but I should I should spend. Fifteen thousand dollars on something else. So well, that one, that one right there, by the way, that one is um like that bad boy. Too. Yeah, the left, like that one on the left, right there. Yeah, top left. Oh yeah, let's see how much it, that's pre-owned, and it's they don't have a price up. Well, yeah, yeah, that yeah means that's it's expensive. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. how dumb they are. You have, you, have, you have to call sales. Yeah, but I, uh, I, I called. I'm not kidding you. Like, I called the regional, like Colorado sales director. They left a voice message, so I'm like. Hey, Charlie Lawrence, uh, just broke, I literally said first thing. I'm like, I just broke the fifth mile world record. Um, training for the Olympic marathon trials. I'm doing this, 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 but looking for a partnership. I'd love to go for like a treadmill world record on it. Obviously, we'd use it for training. Da da da. Let me know. Hung up. That was this after dead ass this afternoon. Like, I don't know, yeah. four hours Why ago. Why isn't Jamie Foxx doing that? Your agent, Jamie Cox. <laughs> so, 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 Josh, so Josh Cox. So, so here's what I love about Josh. Yeah. He literally, he's like, he's like, if you can do the deal yourself, I trust you. Like, cause I've done enough. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, there's like the deals with like Woodway and stuff. He's like, it's like, I don't, whatever they pay you, I don't need the 15% on that. I'll take the, I'll take the 15% on the, on the Nike check when they cut that, if they cut that, you know, mm. um, that stuff. Cause it's like, be like, you know what BPNH fam is not, it's not a massive, massive deal, but when you have enough small ones, it, it adds up. So, right. so he is a good dude. And Hey, I think, that the deals that you get through your personal relationship and your personal touch will be actually the better deals. Like I, we have sponsorships for this show that are people that I interact with. And then we have ones that I don't interact with. And although they both bring good money, the ones I interact with are way better. Way Way more trouble. Yeah. They're just way better. I have good relationships. Like those people down at the bottom, uh, uh, Paper Street Coffee, CA Peptides, and BirthFit, like they they take like my relationships with them are fucking amazing. Whereas like you know like a uh, uh, DraftKings, like I don't have a relationship with them, but they pay money. But like like I like like I don't know, 
by that. And like he was talking about, he's like buddies with the CEO of that other company. Yeah, that's good. And so that's the relationships that you want to foster that Sevon's talking about. They're like more than just a sponsor. They're like in it with you. Oh yeah. And, and Brant's like, Brant's my, Mike Brant, CEO of HM. Like that's my dude. I mean, he's, he's training for a Houston marathon. Like even the other night he sent me like kind of his last couple weeks of training. He's like, what should I adjust? You think I should adjust this? Like any other workouts? And like, dude, of course, like happy to, happy to give you suggestions and stuff. So, um, Cause he's, I'm keen to learn from him just on him building HVMN and his company. And he's also just keen to learn on like what I've learned in, in running and stuff. So like we bounce all that off of each other and business running life. It's great. So what if you get in a fight with your girlfriend and, um, you know, it's her fault, but you go out on a run. Do you notice that like all of a sudden it's like so easy, like to not care, like, and what mile does that happen? Like sometimes like it's never my fault, but if I go work out, I'm like, fuck it. What do I, I'm just like ready to go in and apologize. Does that no, happen? This, this is not bad. I, I get more fired up. on a run. Oh, you do. You come back yeah. from a 20 mile ready to fight. You're not like, you know what, honey? Like, <laughs> no, no. Hell oh no. shit. Wow. Okay. All right. He's articulated the argument over 20 miles. Now he's ready to go to war. Yeah. Do you have issues with that? Like my wife knows that like, I do not want to come in here and start a podcast if we got some sort of beef. So she'll be like, hi, have fun. She'll give me a kiss and like slap me on the ass. Like I can't come in here like knowing that there's like some shit outside that's not clean. Uh, n honestly, no, I can, I, I go handle business. Like, and that's one thing that I've, I've always been good at. Like take whatever's going on, like outside of running, yeah. go do your run. Like maybe it's like, it fuels you in a different sort of way, but it's like, yeah. no matter what I'm going to go, it's not going to take away from my run whatsoever. Like I'm pretty focused, dialed in on, on the moment and executing whatever it is I'm doing. So if he dies, he dies. Mm. Yep. Hey, what, what shoes do you wear? Fortunately, I can rotate a lot right now. So like this morning I was wearing some ASICs. Um, you know, I raced, I did, uh, I raced in alpha flies or vapor flies. I'll do the merit. Like I'll race the trials in the alpha flies unless obviously I sign a contract with, with a, a different company. Um, so I rotate a lot. Like even I got a pair of ASIC or sorry. Yeah. A pair of ASICs. Um, looking at a pair of Under Armors. Got some actually Adidas over there as well. So rotating oh, wow. a lot because because I can right now. So how about that? Those shoes you ran the 50 miles in, are they broken in or are they new shoes? So those are brand new. Didn't put the first time I put them on was, um, when I raced. So, so that's what I mostly, wait, there it is. Right. Yeah. I'll fly. So that's what I wore for the race. And actually, are you fucking kidding me? Those are real shoes. Those are running shoes. Yeah, man the fuck is that yeah version. where have so, i been <laughs> so, so that looks like some raver shit like we need to pop some the, molly what the, the fuck the is Nike that waffle, the waffle press that's so <laughs> those are shit. so the pink ones on the very far right those are the ones that i actually wore in the race and i didn't touch them first time i put them on my feet was the race because i want i want the foam fresh as possible so had you ever used those before i'd used the shoes before yes but it was a brand yeah. new pair of shoes and so. how, how do those shoes, is, how, how many, how many miles can you run in those for the, for their toast? Um, I mean, I won't run another mile in the ones I ran the 50 mile in, but you can like typically you can race in them or you can get roughly 150, 200, like good miles out of them before the foam starts wearing down. So what's the deal with those? Are those cheating? No. Well, I mean, shit, like <laughs> there's a, like, there's like a massive war right now on, like what's legal and what's not. And those are like the shoes that are riding the line where it's like the super stack height, the super foam, the air pods, the zoom pods, um, with the carbon fiber plate. So it's like, it's almost like an arms race right now in, in running where it's what brands has the best shoe with the best foam, but the best plate that's going to propel you forward. Um, and in my opinion right now, that's the best shoe is the alpha fly and the, the alpha fly three, 
the third version drops uh, next week. So I already got a pair lined up for myself. Thank God. Those ding-dongs at Nike haven't reached out to you? Uh, I mean, truthfully, we reached out to them. Um, and they, they want me running trails, which I'm not super keen on trails yet. So. Oh, interesting. I just can't believe it's so cool what you've done. It's such a good, it's such a nice number. I ran 50 miles faster than any other creature, not just man fucking creature. Well, yeah, run. Yeah. I mean, maybe some birds have done it, but they didn't run it. You ran 50 miles faster than any creature that's ever inhabited this earth that some people think God made. Yep. Not you, but not me, but some other people. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey, do you have media stuff? Like, do you have a guy that comes out there and like would film with you for a little bit outside of the ones with your sponsor? Like maybe just a homie or something that you know that's just into it? So I had dinner literally tonight. Um, literally like 30 minutes before this call, I left dinner. Um, had dinner with my buddy Kenny, who's a videographer. He works full time for Iron Man, um, but lives in Boulder or lives just outside of Boulder. Um, and then another buddy, Colin Wong, but Kenny Withrow, Colin Wong, those two guys do majority of my media and content, unless it's like Allison filming me on, on her iPhone when I'm in the garage or something. So, right. Hey, next time you have those guys out there, you should do a whole compilation of you putting the shoe on. You should do you like getting warmed up. They should do real tight static shots of the shoe and then make it dynamic, show you across the trail, show you on the street, just like running by it a bunch of times and clip it up for like 30 seconds, drop it in your reel, tag the shit out of them and then send it back to them too. You think, Sousa, they see that? Yes. No. Especially if he already had a connection and you already asked somebody he was talking to, I would freaking load that thing up in a Google Drive and send it to a link and anything you could and just be like, check it out. It's me. Yeah, we're, I can do. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're still like, here's the thing with Josh and I, where it's like, we we don't really take no for an answer. We just take it as, cool, we'll, we'll like come back with a better better pitch type thing. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. try again. Like, we don't, we don't take no. And that's what Josh is in my opinion, the best in the game. So straight yeah, up. It, it's it's kind of crazy too. Also, I always trip when there's people like you because some young videographer who's like 17 years old who lives with his parents in Boulder should be just riding your jock. Hey dude, yeah. can I make a video with you today? Hey dude, can I start a YouTube channel for you? Hey dude, like, I mean, you're... There's so much there. Yeah, and they can cut their teeth on your back and you guys could scratch each other's backs and it could be like, I would fuck, if I was 17, I'd make a thousand videos for you for free. I'd well, that's the... Well, and here's where I kind of lucked out. So my buddy Colin is literally 20. Um, yeah. he, he on a whim just DM'd 20's us. 20's great. 20's good. I said 17, 20's even better. Yeah, so he just DM'd us on a whim. Came out in the summer of, of 22. Was going to stay for three weeks. And I have an extra room in my condo. I'm like, dude, if you want to stay longer, you can just crash here. Like, no fuss. Um, so, yeah, he, he lived with me for like the entire fall of 22. And um, about a month into 2023 this year. And then my girlfriend moved. She was in LA. Moved here to Boulder. Um, it's a two bed, one bath condo. So it was a little tight for, for us and a, uh, and a 20 year old, but he moved Did out. You but, boot him? I mean, I mean, I booted him nicely. I found him another place to live. So, oh. <laughs> but he's still, I mean, he's, he's truthfully, like, he's just, uh, he's like a little brother to me now. So, um, like we, he's actually got back today, but we talked on the phone yesterday for like 20 minutes. So, um, but yeah, he does. If it's not, Ke- if it's not Kenny, it's Colin. Um, but Colin also now works full time for on running and he shoots their team out here. So I, I don't want to pull him away too much, but, um, regardless, I, I pay, I try to compensate him accordingly. So when, when you're out there, um, running um, like that 50 mile or do you, are you allowed to have stuff in your ears? No, 
And, no. and, and, and I, the only time I listen to music is if I'm like on my treadmill and I'll just blast music in my garage. But other, other than that, it's just in my thoughts. And, and, and do miles go by where you don't know what, like, Oh shit. I just ran from the 22 mile to 27 mile. I don't even really kind of remember that. No, I knew exactly oh. where I was at at like, Always. I don't want to say I'm like constantly checking my watch, but every, probably every half mile I'm checking in on like my pace and like, like I know what mile I'm at, but I'm like making sure I'm still on that certain pace and that my effort is matching that pace. Um, so. so, so the whole thing is intense. None of it's just like, like someone like me can't even relate. Who's like, Hey, I'm just going out for a run. Like the whole thing is, uh, it's like you're flying a, a, a ship and all attention needs to be being paid to the instruments at all times. Yeah, this was, it was like blinders on go fucking do this. That's what you're here to do. Nothing else matters. Like stick to the plan, go get it, get your bottles, break it down mile by mile, stay on pace commit you know just the entire time um any any mantras like there's no such thing as god you could be dead tomorrow push harder you pussy like do you have any you know my thing is just like i just like juice myself off by saying like this this is fucking easy or like like pff, like easy money dude like you know just talk like, yourself like a bro yeah just like no, here at the bar hey you can you can make this shot into this beer cup it's the same yeah. thing for you and for me too it's just like it like, I don't say it got hard, but it got really hard at like 34. But even like coming through at like mile 26, I was way ahead of schedule. I had a lot of time in the bank. And that was, that was truthfully the plan have some time in the bank. But it's like in my head, I got through 26 miles. When I have 24 miles to go, it's like, cool, dude, you've run, you've run 24 milers in Boulder at 530 pace. Like, that's way faster than you need to run. And you're at sea level. So this is going to be fucking easy, dude. Like, easy money. Just stay on it, you know? Um, but you can say like that, that at 26 miles, but in your sport, the mental landscape is changing from second to second, right? I mean, you could be on top of the world and then some dark shit happened to you, right? Like be like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. But it, but then, too, it just came to like came to mind games. Like it got hard at, like I said, 34. By that point, too, I'm like, dude, you only have 60 miles to go. Like 60 miles is like that's an easy run some days, you know, like that. Like and you've run 60 miles at 520 pace in Boulder, like easy, dude. And then even too, when it started getting hard, it's like, cool. Like my next bottle is in three miles. Like you can hold this pace, 545, 550, whatever you're running. You can hold that for only three miles. That's all it is. Then you get your bottle. You're going to feel so much better. And like, I'd get my bottle, you know, be like, and I tell myself, finish your bottle, get all the calories, get the gel in. You'll feel better. And I just bought myself another five minutes. It's like, oh, I'll feel better in five minutes. Well, Loki, I don't feel really feel any better in the latter half. It's like, okay, well, I only have another few miles to my next bottle. I'll definitely feel better then because I have ketone in that bottle. You know, or just like it's just these mind games on repeat. So, wow. um, how does that affect your breathing? How does that affect your breathing when you're uh, sorry, Susan? When you're when you're having to drink and eat while you're running? Uh, it was mostly like how I do it is I'll just like as soon as I get the bottle, grab it and like take a, as big as a pull as I can, like just get uh -huh. it as much down, and then close it real quick. Keep jogging, make sure I catch my breath again. Then do another pull, catch my breath, do another pull, and like until it's finished. And like there are sometimes where it's like. I take a rip and I wouldn't grab it again for probably another minute just to make sure like my breathing is under control. Um, then take another, um, down it again. So 10, yeah, of those. This, you did 10 of those 10. Yeah. So in total is yeah. Roughly, I guess it would be roughly 80 ounces plus some more. Uh, Rambler, what's your VO two max score and your morning resting heart rate. You should have given I, five bucks for that dude. That's two questions. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not answering unless it's five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is good. This is a good guy. Good, good dude. Good dude. Uh, 
All right, all right, I'll answer. Well, so the thing, all right, I can answer one of it. Can I answer? Or do Please, you yeah, you can answer both. I'm just joking. I'm just busting his balls. I'm, I He's a good 10 dude. Bucks. <laughs> 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 no, all right, so um, VO2 max, I don't know. That's like, and this is like not shooting down the question, but that's like, that's a dumb metric, like in several, like several extents. But yeah, my go, wrestling- go, yeah, yeah. A lot of people in the CrossFit community think it's dumb as shit too. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's relevant. How much, like, what volume boxing can you essentially shuttle through um, to move faster? So like I do a lot of like VO2 max sessions to improve it. Also just neuromuscular efficiency, make marathon pace feel easier. However, I don't know my score because it's not extremely relevant to what I do. However, my resting heart rate at altitude. So take this with an asterisk is 34, 35 beats. So, at, so, so at sea level, it's probably You're an emergency room nightmare. They freak out. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like when I'm, when I'm sleeping, it's doom. <laughs> yeah and i and i know that because i used to wear whoop i don't anymore but that's what it was um and even to like even when i'm sleeping at like twelve thousand feet miles to 10 it was still always under 40 beats per minute so but now at five thousand feet altitude um yeah 34 36 i'm confused you're saying vo2 max isn't relevant and yet you you work to improve it yeah so so like i'll do vo2 max sessions so sessions that are tailored to like since you Force me to go lactic. If that makes sense. So mm-hmm. very, very, very intense workouts, which is you're cross, you're crossing over your VO2 max when you go lactic because you're like you can't flush out the lactic acid with the oxygen that you're putting in. Because um, that's just for like neuromuscular efficiency, speed, power, and that ultimately helps like marathon pace, fifty mile pace feel easier. So. Uh, Renee K. While I was marathon training, I got my res- resting heart rate to thirty nine. Liar. Um, She's fit. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Hey, uh, you are now, uh, one hour past your bedtime. Hey, Hey, we're still awake though. I'm, boys, we're, we're rolling. We're rolling. Um, tell me, so your next race is February 2nd, February 3rd. Yep. Olympic Fe- trials, February 3rd. And where is that at? Orlando, Florida. Well, actually, okay. no guys, that's a lie. My next race is the Naples half marathon on January 14th, but it's not really, it's like a tune up race. So Sorry, God, total, so, you total, tra- so you travel a lot too. Yes, but I will say this the only time I really do travel is for races. So for for work. Like I like I'll I'll be honest and like I love my girlfriend dearly. I love her family, but I was in Boston this last weekend. I flew in Thursday. I left Christmas morning because <laughs> because I don't want to be I, I don't want to miss altitude that long. But like I hate traveling for something if it's not work or racing. So like I've obviously I was still training when I was there, but I like the benefits of altitude. That's why I live and train in Boulder. So, so you want to get home because at altitude, you your red blood cells carry more oxygen. Hundred percent. Yeah, and it's like obviously like in the when I was at two of I I ripped the session. I ripped the faster session than I could probably do at that. I I ran a session there that I couldn't do here because it was just there's more oxygen down there, which is nice just to get the legs moving a little quicker. But like there there's the trade off there, and for me at least at the marathons, like you don't have to run all that fast, you know, like for the marathon, like obviously five minute paces, it's quick, but it's like, you can run that pretty easily up here. Whereas like 420, 430 paces, a lot harder to run at altitude. So you might as well go, if you can go run at sea level. So did a session like that and, uh, got back to it. So what is your fastest mile? Uh, 411. <laughs> which, which, How old? And that was in the seventh grade. No. So that was this summer. Ironically. Oh shit, dude! That's I'm crazy. tripping on you. Charlie. Hey, do you use a heart rate Very monitor trip, in your training? Dude. 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, like if I do, like I, I'll check my heart, like, and it's risk based. So you take that with a grain of salt, but mm. like typically on easy runs, like this morning, said so it was one thirty one, running, running easy. Um, my shakeout was like one twenty two this afternoon. So like yesterday's workout I did said I like my peaked out at like one eighty four or something. Average heart rate was like one fifty eight or something like that. So. Um, but again, that's a risk based. So I take that with a grain of salt. Right. Yeah. So. Percentage of accuracy gets down. You David Goggins fan. I like David Goggins. I've read his book. Yeah. Yeah. Can't hurt me. Yeah. Okay. Just wondering. Who's going to carry the boats? <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, so I, I like his, I like his approach. I think some of it is embellished, but like, but by all means, dude, like, whatever gets you fucking amped like go do it you know so um yeah i respect that so no so des called you um lebron did not call you um the 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 juiced up runner dude that you work for uh called you well he didn't even call you he just did a shout out to you he, he did an ig shout out um no, god i'm just tripping. Uh, i mean no no, no I mean, like guy from kenya like the like some like guy who had the uh, you Usain Bolt, he didn't he didn't reach out to you? No, nah, that'd have been sick. Bolt, Bolt <laughs> how the what is wrong with you, Bolt? I mean, that's what you've done. You've done something like it's so crazy what you've done. I can't even. I it's it's um. Look at look at Will Brandstetter, Attaboy, Caleb. Look at that. Look at <laughs> you got an Attaboy. Where is where? Look at Will Brandstetter gives you an Attaboy. At the, at the so one much. hour and thirty one minute mark, but, Caleb speaks. But but, but but anyways, yeah. No, look, LeBron would be fucking sick. I mean, LeBron is. I don't want to, I don't know if we want to get into the goat debate, but I don't use the, I hate the term goat. However, LeBron yeah. is my goat. So you don't want to get me started on him. I, I think he's just a, Simon's going to take it somewhere else other than sports. Yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, think he's neg- I think he's negligent as an adult male. <laughs> his, his, uh, the example that he sets for society, I think is, uh, poor. What but, race are you? Let's not talk about race, Olympic please. Trials. This is about running. <laughs> what race are you competing in the Olympic trials? Uh, marathon okay yeah and so, that's 26.2 so miles yes sir so okay. and, and it is strictly just the marathon trials on february 3rd so like the track trials will be later this summer you don't want to race in the mountain ultra trial no no i'm not a i'm a road guy so i said this i said this on a different call and they looked at me weird but it's like i just broke a world record technically on the roads like it, judging it was, a, it was a trail but it's an all-surface world record like on technically the roads, like why would you put me on a trail now? Like after just breaking a road world record, like, yeah. like I my I drive a Mustang. Like I'm not taking that fucking thing off roading. No way. Right. Like that's way too smooth on the road. You know. Yeah. So. Hey, um, uh, why are you doing that, knowing that you you won't qualify? Why why do it? Uh, cause so here's the corny thing. It's just like it's a dumb status thing, and I hate saying this. Where no, like fine. yeah, where several like it's just a it's armani glasses armani glasses for my rich guests let's go let's go it's a dumb just elitist marathon in the united states it's like oh have you have you qualified for the trials have you gotten your otq olympic trials qualifier and it's just a dumbass status thing that matters in u.s marathoning so it's like if i consider myself a good marathoner i better have my otq but it worked out well because i got my otq in this October at a race that I use as a workout for the 50 miler. So I, you know, check, check two boxes. I'm OTQ and got a really great workout in. 
kind of as a springboard as a big workout for the 50 miler. So, and, and you get to run with other really fast guys, which is probably cool, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, and it's just like, it's, it'll be, see, it'll be like how you stack up. There's so many people and this isn't like, I'm not for them. There's so many people that have like missed the time by like several seconds or by a minute. I've gotten close to it. And they're just in tears or like, or guys that, that have qualified for it. And they're just bawling their fucking eyes out that they got their qualifier. So it does mean a lot. And judges like, I've already done it. This is my second time. It's cool. It's a great experience. But it's like, I'm what about networking? It- what about networking? Well, exactly. Too. Like I the mean, Nike, the Nike guys will be there with their whatever their fucking guy is that no one gives two shits about. <laughs> yeah, no, that thing too. It's like you get to you get to see from people. It's like the largest celebration of like marathoning in the, in the United States for sure because it's it's the best of the best of in the United States. So I wonder if it's going to be different for you this year. I think it is. Oh, I, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, like I'll argue that I'm. I'll, I'll say I'm probably the strongest in the field, like just aerobically. You know, just because of what I'm coming off of. Um, but so it's just how do I stack and, up? And and I'm guessing people will are going to want to meet you now, like before. You're not just some just some another dude. Oh yeah, no, it's it, it's fun. You have you know certain like I love this stuff. Like I love love doing podcasts, love chatting, love interviews. Um, yeah, it's just you know people always want to ask how you did it. You know how's training been? Just talk shop. So um, definitely a lot a lot of interest, which is fun. You think you got any ad, um, positive adaptation from the 50 miler from, from pushing that hard? Do you, like it made you better or does it just take, or is it the opposite? What happens to Charlie Lawrence's body, the machine from that? So here, here's where I'm at right now, where I'm trying to go from a 50 mile. So I went from a marathon being kind of sharp for a 50 miler to a marathon. So being able to run, I ran, ironically, I ran 216.10 again in my, my marathon this fall, tied my period to the exact second. So like, so that's good speed for the, for the 50 miler. So I knew I was like, kind of had the speed going in. However, now like I ran 50 miles at a slower pace for a long, long time. My legs don't feel as poppy as they did. So, so as I'm starting the segment back up, like, I don't, I'm not good at taking breaks. I, I took one day off. I took, I ran the day after the race, just shook out, took the following Monday off and I started training again. What does that um, mean? You took the, uh, took the day off. What does that mean? I did. I didn't run. So you seriously did not run. For, yeah, my girlfriend. Well, I was a little hungover. Um, what did you do? You just hang out at the house, walk to the coffee shop, like lay around in the tent, shit like that. Watch yeah, it was, I didn't like. I slept like I slept into like seven. I was pretty bored, truthfully. Um, yeah, I have no idea what to do. Okay, I, but I, professional athletes, I never believe it when they say they did nothing. Like, if you ask a CrossFitter, did you do something? They're like, Nah, I just ran a five k. I did nothing. I'm like, No, yeah, I, I mean, I legit did nothing. I think I, I mean. Yeah, I made my coffee, laid around, probably bitched my girlfriend that I felt lazy. But like, but here's the thing: like, I ran, I ran the day before, like the day after the race, I still ran a few miles, just like kind of flushed the shit out of my legs. Um, but it was like building back up, and my my segment so far, I've just felt really sluggish and slow. So I've been doing a lot of those VO2 max track workouts, try to get that pop back in my legs, because like I know I know the engines there aerobically, the base is there. Um, just now, how can I, how fast can I make my legs turn? So, and that's why I'm doing the Naples half marathon in a few weeks too, just like to get a hard effort, run fast the marathon pace for obviously a shorter amount of time. So I think, I think I saw you, there's a picture of you on a track and you said, I did my favorite workout 14, four hundreds or something. I was like, I was kind of surprised to hear you say that. Let me see. Uh, oh, 24 hundreds. So is that, yes. uh, it says one, one, if not my favorite track session this morning is 20 by four hundreds. Oh, that's all going back all the way to August 4th. Well, so, so yeah, so, so this was, 
this one you're, that I was seeing was a couple weeks ago. And yeah, so I did, oh. so I did a um, few 800s, six of them, and then 16 by four. But my favorite track road is just 400 meters at 5K pace um, with 200 meter jog recovery. So, and this, this is my homie Colin shot this. So the, the 20 year old. Man. So, so when you, how, how, when, how often would you run an 800 as fast as you can? Do you do, is that something you do? I mean, so, so these were all pretty, like, I kind of started at like, what would be almost 10 K pace and then worked down <clears> to like, I closed in 210 for like, which is not all up by any means. Um, but it was just a, a hard, hard effort. And um, those don't scar you. Those don't make it like, no, no, no. I just got them another day. Do, do you ever get, um, uh, metabolically fatigued or is it always muscular? Do you ever run Most, out of air? Uh, yes. Like during those workouts, there's times where like you're just getting towards the end of like a rep and you're just like, you're definitely not pulling enough oxygen as you need. Um, so you start going lactic a little bit, but mostly it's mostly going to be muscular fatigue. Like, especially in a marathon, it's like the legs start really kind of sticking after 21, 22, 23 miles. So it's just at that point, it's like, you're not aerobically, you're not fatigued. Like that's, you know, aerobically five minute pace isn't that hard. It's just like your legs have been going at that pace for now two hours and change. So it's like that wears on you muscularly. Do you ever do any squatting? I do. So I do like every, at least twice a week, I'm doing some sort of either deadlifts, um, single leg squats, um, lunges, you name it. Do you squat below parallel? No, no. Is there a reason for that? No. Um, uh, there, um, Many, many years ago, I read that book by Dean Carnassus, um, the first one he wrote. And, no, he, I don't think he wrote that one. He wrote okay. It's like called Marathon Man or something. Do you know that book, Charlie? I do, but I haven't read it. Okay. So. Anyway, and then I heard he went into a CrossFit gym and he couldn't squat. He couldn't squat below parallel, and like, and, and actually, it was going to be bad for him if he did. And that was kind of like mind-boggling to me that he had lost that range of motion. And I was just wondering if there's a reason you guys don't squat below. Oh, maybe Caleb was going to show us some. Oh, oh yeah, maybe it was that ultra marathon man. Yeah, it's a, fucking, I loved the book. Um, uh, is, is is there who do you train? Do you train? Do you have a trainer? So I honestly just take everything that I learned, like either in college from my strength coach or from my former teammate, Dathan Ritzenheim, who is now a professional coach for on athletic club. Um, so I just pulled that from, from those guys and kind of what I know works and what I need. So, um, I mean, I'm on the, the deadlift trap bar. Like I have a, you know, I've put a lot of money into my gym for sure, but it's, uh, it has everything I need. Dumbbells, boxes, has a platform with a normal barbell, a few plates, um, <laughs> Can you show me someone squatting below parallel, Caleb? It doesn't even matter if it's an air squat or like it doesn't matter what. I'm just I want I'm curious how far Charlie goes down. How far do you go down, Charlie? You can get close to parallel. I, I can. I can. No wonder you like LeBron. LeBron doesn't squat below parallel either. <laughs> well, but he he doesn't need to. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right. All right. But uh, I'm thinking for like injury or safety. Like, okay, yeah. Here's a here's a look. You squat that low? Yeah, not okay. much lower though, because because one like as a runner like we lose a ton of ankle mobility and just like joint mobility in general. Cause we're just so like not stationary, but we're so just like one yeah. dimensional. Yeah. Repetition um, in, in one, in one, um, domain. Yeah. But the thing too, that I will say is like in running, we don't, we, our leg is never like that while we're running. So, right. Um, right. So you don't, you don't squat that low unless, no, you're, unless you're dropping a deuce in the woods. Exactly. 
there, there than is necessary, which unfortunately happens on occasion when, when you're running. So <laughs> do you think about the longevity of your body? Like, yeah, now you still want to be able to run. Yeah. Well, I want to try to be, um, I, parallel. I, I, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what all, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to end up when I'm, I'm actually like, when I officially, I guess, retire, mm-hmm. um, I always want to be like, we should try to be runner fit. I think I'll just be the classic dudes. Like I just run 10 miles every day. I'm like, that's a good day. And then I try to go throw it down. Like at the rec center against middle schoolers, like that shit. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, <laughs> awesome. Um, when's the next time you try to break a world record? Uh, probably next fall. Yeah. And what month it's Christmas. It's December. So fall, what falls like, uh, September is a fall. September, October, November. Yeah, I think I want to go for the 100K world record. Not, not the 50K. Plan. Not, not. But what if someone beats the 50K? Do you think is there anyone who's like talking shit? No, no one's talking shit. Um, no, I think there's if there's someone that can beat it, be my buddy CJ Albertson, who's wow, a, he's a, a, he's a 211 guy. Yeah, okay. he's a good. He's a pretty good friend of mine. Um, I mean, competitor, but like ton of mutual respect. He could probably go get it. Um, what's a 211 or mean? You mean he does the marathon in 211? 211. Yeah. So this dude. So the so Sorokin, he has the record. Like, I think I can smash the fuck out of this. Wow. You got a list of these guys' names on your wall or something? I mean, damn close. It's it's up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Charlie Lord. Yeah, no, like I I have nothing against that dude, but I just like he's all over Instagram. Like, he does great. He's great for the sport, all this, broke all these records. But I just want to be like, shut up, dude. Like, like watch what I can do and just go do that. Dude, you're great for the sport. You're the type of personality for a sport like this that would just fucking send it over the edge and collect a whole entire new audience. And that's why I was like, if you got a media guy close to you or anybody who's just willing to cut their chops, like Sevon was saying, get them close, let them distribute. Do you have a YouTube channel? I don't. I'm probably going to start one soon, though. Pick that fucking thing up, dude. I'm telling you, like, you let your personality shine through. Even if you do the dumb shit, here's what I eat in a day. Here's how I cook. Here's how I do my coffee. Here's how I lace my shoes. Here's the different types of shoes. Here's how I choose my shoes, right? All yeah. that little stuff that is pretty much would seem meaningless to you, I think would do really well. But with your personality, your attitude, like all of that, I think, I think, I think you'd be surprised at how big of an impact you can make on, on this sport. Yeah, I'm definitely like, and the truth too, this is through just other contract negotiations too with, with another brand. They're like, we think you should like, cause they kind of told me the same thing, Matt. They're like, I think you could have a, like there's truth. Like and running is great. It's let's call it a gentleman's sport. Like it's probably the kindest way to put it. Like, I think, so. I think I, that but, works. but I love, like, I love the trash talk. I love being like, I'm gonna put this dude in this fucking place. Like we're all, we're all like, we're all friends. Truthfully, like we all know each other at, at this yeah. level, but also too, it's like, like they know I'm trying to beat their ass. Like they absolutely know that. So, and like, and I enjoy doing that. So dude, you um, can start little mini fights with them on Instagram and shit. They, I mean, people love the drama, right? One of the flaws in CrossFit, I think is everybody goes out and kind of cheers. And like, if any athlete says like, Oh, I'm going to dominate these fuckers. Everybody's like, he's the bad guy. Right. But, but it gets so much attention. It's but so it fun to talk so about. Much it gets so much attention. Yeah. And especially if it's sincere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well you guys will love this. Like, I remember like, this is back in high school, even, um, like I would like, I didn't have Instagram yet. Instagram was like, didn't even exist. Um, but I was just like, I'd like tweet shit like before meets be like, well, here comes another easy two wins. <laughs> you know, if I was like, <laughs> <"Nice enough." laughs> 
And would yeah. people and people yeah. would would people like at the event say stuff to you or? Oh, th- there were parents that would be like, "He can't say this," like like from <laughs> our, from other schools. As you walk, yeah, yeah, and they and they like my coaches and my dad was like, "You think Charlie's showing up to lose?" No, like you know, I was just like, "That's the shit I would say," but it's like back yeah. it up, like you know, I was, I was I was a state champion and stuff like multiple times. So, do you know who Gordon Ryden is? He's not a runner. He's in the in jujitsu. But the reason why I bring it up is he brought that aspect and he was like how you were like, he showed up and just started dominating on the scene and he brought that confidence with him and he transcended the sport. So now you got, you see this dude with like Logan Paul and like these mainstream type podcasts and talking about it because I think he has what you have. He has like that, that like it factor in the talent to back it up, the earned confidence to back it up. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. right here. And he walked out and one of the things that he did, which is very similar to what you did, he wrote on a piece of paper and he's going to be world-class high level guys. He wrote on the piece of paper, the submission that he was going to do. And it was like, you know, (laughs) or something. He sealed it, gave it to the, gave it to the announcers and said, don't open this until after I win this match. And then he'd walk out on the stage and do one of these and like put his crown on and he'd go out there and he would submit these high level guys. And most of these matches don't even end in submission. And he would submit them. And then he, after he would end, he would say, yeah, go ahead and open that envelope. They'd open up and sure enough, exactly what he fucking wrote on there is how he did the match. And yeah, little things like that. I mean, Dude, that's at, so badass. Caleb, look at his uh, profile real quick. Can you just bring up just his amount of Instagram followers? So if you go to anybody else in the jujitsu space, this dude trumps it. And here's the other thing, dude. Yeah, a million. And followers. he's crazy shadow banned. He's and crazy shadow banned. He got up with these guys with uh, uh, this thing called uh, BJJ Fanatics. And essentially what it is, is he sells like his methods and his techniques, right? And I mean, it made him a multimillionaire. And it was all leveraged from his personality, the coach that he had, his media and everything else. And I, I mean, you talked about how you already have the remote coaching and everything else. I mean, dude, you build that media platform behind you and you build your audience. And I, I really feel you would have the same direction as one of these type of guys. Yeah. No, that's thing too. Like literally like my Instagram caption was like 448, 21, like new world record. I'm taking this shit over. Like I legit think mm-hmm. I can, I can be one yeah, of your the late best. night TV show shit. Like you could be on one of those ding dong shows, like whatever those guys are, Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how was it working with Outside Magazine? Oh, Outside was dope. Yeah, it, it's it was pretty good. fortunate too. Like uh, Brian Metzler, the the writer for it, he's local to Boulder, so I no no know who he is. Like you, we see each other around at either tracks or um. So it was, it was fun. So and that was obviously massive. Outside, um, Runners World, obviously. Um, gentleman from I forgot. It's a sub category of Men's Journal. Uh, I'm not sure when that's coming, but um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. Uh, drug testing in your sport? Drug testing, yes, sir. No shit, they drug test you guys. Yep. There's not enough money to drug test you guys. There, as far as I know, there is. Fuck. All so right. yeah, had to had to go piss in a cup after the race, which is which is fine. So which I was, I literally like I when I when I first signed up for the race, emailed the race director Steve, I'm like, I will need drug testing. So like, can we have it there? Because I was like that confident I was going to break the record and would need it to be ratified. So oh oh. If you wouldn't have broken the record, then you wouldn't have need to be tested. Correct. Yeah. For it to be like ratified and counted, I have to like have a drug test. So, uh, Dan Guerrero, um, his steroid transformation helped too. You can uh, tell that to Charlie, uh, Gordon Ryan is like juiced. That guy's juiced to the gills. 
but they don't and test in that. They, I don't think they test in his sport. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah ours is like, I mean, running's dirty, man. Like it's mostly like, and I, I'm not like just singling out people, but it's like, there's a lot of like East Africans that just get pop for, for EPO, for like Nandrolone, for testosterone. Um, so I just live in just remote places and you know, it's like, Hey, you can be the best in the world make a lot of money, get your family out of this scenario. But like, what's going to help you here? Like rip some EPO, like boost more blood cells. So, um, kind of a sad shady aspect of, of running truthfully, but can you test for that? Can you test for EPO? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, EPO is like, like what Lance was on and he would do like the blood bags and all that to get extra, extra blood. in. I mean, like I'll say this too, like I'm, I'm a massive Lance fan. I think like take the drugs out of the tour when he was on it. He's I like still winning. He's still winning those races. Like he's the best. He's the greatest human to ever ride a bicycle in my opinion. Um, it did suck how some of the stuff he said afterwards, like some of the people he sued and went after, but journalists are scumbags anyways. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Jeremy world. Uh, that's a racist comment. No, he was talking about white East African runners, not black, but thank you, Jeremy. I appreciate you. No, no well, well, I mean, honestly too, like they're literally like, there was a, there's a Canadian dude who got popped like a month ago, like a white dude. And it's just like, for, Oh for yeah. E to bring EPO. race into it. Here we go. Here <laughs> we go. <laughs> All right. Canadian but, white guy getting, but popped. no, like it's, it's kind of wild. Like there's every other day you'll see like a blah, blah, blah from, wherever nation pop for EPO or whatever it was. So Mason Mitchell on a bike. Lance never failed a single test says the guy on a bicycle in his pro. He's hey, Hey, he's not wrong. He didn't. So <laughs> is that true? He never failed a test. He didn't. What yeah, did they, what did they, what, they, what, what'd you say? He just admitted to it. Oh, eventually that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. He went on Oprah and Oprah hmm. was like, have you ever taken performance enhancing drugs? And he said, yes. That was like years after the fact. Wait, why did he do uh, that? Because he felt bad. Oh, all right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. you want to talk like ultimate killer? Like that man's a killer. <laughs> like he's Lance. his his stuff is so fun to watch. Yeah, even like go watch like Lance hype videos or like even like a couple of his documentaries. Like he's dude's a savage. The greatest endurance athlete of all time is he? That is he an endurance athlete? Oh yeah, I mean he's up there as one of them in my opinion. Obviously, it's like he none of his tours count because he admitted to doping. But it's like, for sure, in my opinion, he's one of them for sure. I yeah, also consider is, like Courtney Dewalter's up there as well. Um, is that a girl? Yep, yeah, Ultra Trail. Um, yeah, um, she's probably mine. I would guess probably probably the best. Um, or there's a guy named uh, Killian Jornet. He's up there as well. He's the, they're also like Ultra Trail people. They're not necessarily like ultra road. Courtney Dewalter. Yeah. Courtney's a badass. You want to talk about like being in like the hurt locker. Like she talks about like hallucinating on these like trail races too. Cause she just pushes herself so far. Look at Chrissy knows who Courtney is. Holy shit. How the fuck there we go. Courtney is shout out Chrissy. Courtney Dewalter. Is she that one that said that she like fell asleep or something like in part of the trail, but then like woke up like still running or something crazy maybe like i know she's talking about like just like laying down like taking naps and shit so maybe like i can see it yeah was she like the one minute napper or something like that too i think so yeah yeah i think i heard a story about her where she like closed her eyes and woke up and freaked out and yelled at her whole team and she was like you let me oversleep blah blah, blah. and they're like it was one minute yeah <laughs> like i felt fucking great i don't know what happened i mean maybe you, it wasn't her i could be wrong you like this guy Djokovic? is that novak Djokovic? yeah no, you don't like him. No, I'm a in tennis. I I gotta go with Roger, man. All right, all 
Or also, also too, I'm a um, I'm a John McEnroe fan as well. I like. Oh well, then how could you not like stuff. Djokovic? Djokovic, McEnroe, same thing, different year. Uh, Djokovic is annoying. I like. I don't know. He's. I mean, I've. I've the podcast has taken a stumble, Souza, at the I'm, hour and fifty-five minute mark. I'm a. I'm a fan of his play. I'll, like, I respect his game. That's for sure. I just like his a couple of his competitors better. I guess. All right, brother. Hey, um, you made a big mistake uh, giving me your phone number. No, you're uh, good, man. You got it. Reach out anytime. I tell people this: if I don't reply within, this is not a joke. If I don't reply within two minutes, I'm either training. Sleeping or on a call like we are right now. So, um, oh, dude, you're not going to be returning to, you're not going to be returning. You're a year away from like, don't ever call me again. <laughs> no, I mean, you're like, big time, like, dude. I'm telling you, Charlie, you're the man. Yeah. If you want me back on, just let me know. I'm happy to. All right. Anytime. Don't change your phone number, buddy. I hate it. I hate it when someone comes on here when they're just small time and then they get big time and change their number. No, what's <laughs> like, what's the, um, He's on Twitter. Twitter's so stupid these days. Like, I just, I'm on Twitter just to troll people. Like, that's all I do is troll teammates. But, like, there's like a weird pride thing about like having your OG, like, area code. Like, I always, I don't know why I always want to have a 320 area code, which is central Minnesota, which is like, I don't live there. I'll never live there again in my entire life. But just like, a, I have a little attachment to my cell phone number. So, in a weird way. Oh, yeah. Maybe not in a weird way. It's just an attachment. Is that the only cell phone number you've ever had? Only cell phone number from day one. Whenever yeah, I got mine's it. my only one I've ever had either. Yeah, me too. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I don't, I'm not. Cha- I I don't plan on changing unless I absolutely have to, which I don't know why I'd have to. So. All right, I can't wait. I can't wait uh, for sure. For sure, if we don't talk to you sooner, uh, we'll definitely talk to you in the fall. I can't wait to uh, to see see what you're up to. Stay healthy, dude. You're an amazing human being, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's the that's the name of the game. So. All right, man. Have a fabulous night. Thanks for your time. Uh, you, in five minutes, we'll be cracking jokes about you, and you'll be uh, sawing logs. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, if if they're good, shoot them my way because I, okay. I like laughing at myself. <laughs> so. Thanks, we'll, man. We'll do, brother. Thank you so awesome. much, Thank Charlie you, boys. Lawrence, fastest fifty miler in the world. Thanks, buddy. Good night. Night, boys. I really like that kid. Jeez. Like that young but Jeez. i really like him a lot hey juice check your Dude, text thanks. messages we got the agency already working look at that <laughs> hey um yeah uh, buddy i can't believe um i can't believe how cool that is you would think that to be that focused you'd have like some sort of autism how is that guy that cool that's what I said. He's an anomaly. Like I was being serious. Like Dan said, I was hyping him up. I was definitely hyping him up, but that was like truth, dude. Like he's got the it, right? Like he's, he's cool. He's funny. He's fucking confident. He crushes it. Like he tells stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Audrey Sevy, I started BJ. I started BJ's. I st- oh, I started BJJ. Oh, oh. <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's really cool. Keep us posted. Wow. Rolling around with men, sweaty men. Uh, thank God he found what he's good at. He looks he looks like his next option was going to be a shitty rapper. Right? He could, I bet you he'd be a good rapper. <laughs> Jesus. Now that now the true comments come in. Oh, um, I know of him, uh, might have seen him once or twice. Who? Charlie? Phoebe Cooper. 
Oh. 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 Unrelated. Okay, fine. Hey, hey, stay focused, guys. All right. Um, that was good. How do how, so? So, if you want a membership, if you want to see the behind the scenes that are, it's launching Monday, right? Oh shit! Is Will Brandstetter in the chat? Will, are we, are we, do we have a final for episode one, like with like all the bumpers and shit, and like thank you to Two Brain Business and all that? I think we do. CA peptides. Mm-hmm. Paper sheet. I was getting the ten milligrams of the CJC twelve nine five. But now someone told me that you should get the five milligram because it comes with the DAC and you need the DAC in order to activate the CJC. Fucking I. What? I know. I don't even know. And another reason Charlie's good is he talks fast. So you don't have to listen to his shit at 1.25. Mm-hmm. You have to do it at 0.5. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Guerrero seemed like a good dude. Now we just got to get him squatting full uh, range of motion. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, here's what I would do. Sounds I like would, some CrossFit bullshit to me. If you want some pro fi pro advice from an amateur, here's what I would have him do. <laughs> I all I would have him do is just slow tempoed air squats as part of his warm up, full deep range of motion. Because if he's worried about changing that, and I would be very nervous to change somebody at his level. But I would, I just think for his longevity, like he was like, oh, there's no reason for me to go to below parallel. And that's why when I asked him, I was like, hey, I think you should focus a little longevity, go below parallel, because he just wants to restore and keep that range of motion or even doing like the Kelly Starrett old fashioned, like 10 minute bottom hey, of the maybe spot. If he, do you if think he had that range of motion, he wouldn't have the elasticity that he needs to make those, those, no, I was going to say, do you think that nerfs about... him though? Do you think that now he's like, oh, now I'm no. worried about my longevity? No. Do I? Do, I gotta fucking. I can't no, run dude. that fast. I gotta he, fucking the guy slow in the down. Clown, the guy in the clown shirt. <laughs> nah, I didn't nerf nothing. But I think that, and I wouldn't change it dramatically either. I'm literally talking about like a couple slow, full range of motion squats. I would love to see him. I don't know his full regiment, but like strict press with the barbell as well to just build the upper body a little bit, just for the longevity of the shoulders and the range of motion. Nothing to like change. You know what I mean? Just to add a little bit for range of motion purposes. Because once you lose it, it's tough to get it back. Hey, um, we 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 just got uh, I, uh Alexis Raptus and it looks like maybe Justin Kotler and uh I thought I saw another one in here. Oh, a Paige Semenza added to the video project. Damn. Yeah, this thing's getting massive. Graciano sent me a new one. That's a I good dude. It. And and his new one was dope. Like he didn't he didn't he leveled up from the one he posted, right? Which was really cool of him. Yeah, that's a good dude. Hey, we yeah. got the I got the um uh president of Gorux gonna come on the show. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yep. See Mason, yeah, Mason knows. Mason knows. Uh slantboard goblets got oh, we should have asked him if he has a slant board. Yeah, in that again, he could incorporate range of motion stuff like with a slant board. You know, some of that knee over toe stuff, the acid gas lunge, a couple Dude, of slack box. He might snap that thing fucking in half, snap an ankle in half on the slack box. No, 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 knee over toe guy, slant board. Not a slant I know, board. but but I'm looking at what Kenneth said. Slack. Oh, board. sorry, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, man. Oh man, man. Oh man. <laughs> Brandon Waddell. Did someone say strict press? This dude strict press the house. I wanted to show you guys. Oh, so 
you can if you go to the homepage, you can get a membership, or if you're on the phone, you can get a membership. And oh, did you put the link somewhere, Souza? Uh, the link is actually in our Instagram bio. I did it right after we had the conversation, and then I'll drop the link here in the chat. The problem with the link, if you do it from Instagram, which I was kind of bummed about, is it makes you sign into YouTube. So that might be a something we got to work around here. Hey. There's this, uh, um, you know, when you see synergy between people, it's just, it's just fascinating. I don't know how many of you follow James O'Keefe over at o OMG Media, but he just broke this story that at IBM, um, they're not there. Uh, you won't get your bonus if you hire white people and that if you don't, um, if you don't hire enough uh, minorities, not including Asians, they, they exclude Asians, <laughs> <laughs> which is just crazy. Uh, you won't get your bonus. Mm. I mean, it's just a full blown. It's just a full blown race. It's so crazy over at IBM. But I, I want to play this for you. Just not not for the not for the sake of what this guy is saying, but but but. I'll tell you big picture. I just love this. Watch the watch. It's linked to O'Keefe of Krishna, the CEO of IBM, telling his employees to hire fewer white men or they will be punished. Their pay will be cut. Watch this. OK, I'm going to go over this in a live call show. The point of this isn't that uh, IBM's uh, got, is is racist. The point is, is that this is like synergy between uh, this is now outside media. Mm hmm. Putting synergy between. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I see happening in the CrossFit space mm -hmm. with us in the locker room. Mm -hmm. The locker room boys. Yeah. Just that's every, fun. every, everyone just like the synergy is crazy. I don't, I don't think we'll go with the locker room boys after I said it. It gave me a look. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but, 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 but you see it, right? It's just, it's just like, it's just different takes, different people running with each other's stories, supporting mm -hmm. each other's stories. Mm -hmm. God, it's just so exciting uh, when there's that. Every, everyone's just chipping in, doing their part. Just just chip in. Mm -hmm. it, it's like it's a sentient being, but it has no leader. Do you know what I mean? It has no head. Well, the, the leader is kind of like the focused mission, right? Yeah. Right. Like, And everyone knows. And if you, But it's not even talked about. Right. It's just a, a, a alignment of values. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, it, it, it excited me when I saw Tucker and O'Keefe and I was just I see all those guys kind of like, like, oh, yeah, that's what that's what we do. Isn't that's the whole I wonder if I like if IBM's like funded by like how that works, because, you know, all those major. You know. Um, I'm drawing a complete blank. This is when I start to shut down at about 8.30. But they have like the ESG score. And if they don't have like a high enough ESG score, they'll start cutting their funding. And then that's the way for like BlackRock, State Street, you know, Beast at Vanguard that own like 88% of the S&P 500. And that's yeah. how they can pull the strings on all these corporate entities because a ton of them get funding and stuff from that. So they want to stay within the good graces. So if they implement your ESG score, different things like that, the DEI type stuff, and you don't adhere to it, they'll start pulling those dollars away, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, oh, well, yeah. 
Did you saw Elon? Elon uh, said that we need to get rid of all DEI. Not not that it's like a big deal. I mean, it's it's like so obvious, but it's still cool to see him see it. Uh, asymmetric ears. I will wager Graciano could also run four hundred meters under a minute and fifteen. Wow. Hmm. I'd like to get that behind my paywall. <laughs> That's fucking paywall material. Holy shit. He, 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 Jeremy, and he always knew Sousa was a robot. Like his batteries are turning off. It's 830 mm. and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, tomorrow morning, we have a surprise for you. <laughs> surprise, you're disappointed. <laughs> a big surprise tomorrow morning. Yeah, Caleb, are you around tomorrow morning by any chance? Probably. Look at Tur look at Turdbird became a YouTube member. T Bird. <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? It just rhymes good together. Peace. Some countries this means fuck you. Uh uh, on you're such a hater for calling me a liar. I DM you the receipts of my resting heart rate. It was 38, not 39. Dang. Hey, well, he believed you. He was like, You're fit. He believed you. Yeah. DM me. You don't DM me. You'd be sliding into my DMs. Let me check that shit. I ain't, I'm, not, I'm not just taking your word on it. Did you see the new beanies? Yeah. They're sweet. I don't see. Oh, did you have to request? Are you already in the Are you in the lineup? Or how would I find you? Hmm? Uh, how do I find her? Oh, what's her name? Renee? Oh, here we go, Renee. Accept my message so I can show you. Oh, shit. All right. Fine. Damn. Damn. Yeah, bitch. Point. Accept it. <laughs> Fuck. Hostile. Dang, girl. Uh, Rich says, how do I become a member? Um, oh, link in bio. So did I just respond to people? Link in bio? <laughs> <laughs> I put well, in the chat, too. I put in the chat. Hey, um, wh what do I... So tomorrow, do I... Should I make member only content and show people what I'm doing tomorrow? Yes. Yes. All of it? Like all the baller shit too? All of it. I think that's that's great. I think it'd be really cool to kind of go along on your travels and different things like that that you do. Yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow for people who are very, very perceptive, they'll see something a very uh interesting tomorrow. Mm. I don't mm. think I've told I don't think I've told you this either. Um I'll write it in this in the uh <clears throat> oh will you're a good dude <clears throat> and then will after you make that video we'll put it for members only <laughs> uh um uh Uh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's all true that's all true but it'll be fucking it'll be crazy uh it'll be crazy content yeah that'll be really cool. hey hey and and how about this i like how it's just silent we know and no one else does just how about that board typing did you see that? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh. That's why I'm not sure how much oh. I can show. Wow, just enough. <laughs> yeah. Just All right. enough. Anyway, Damn. if you remember, tomorrow you'll see. Some of you might know. I, some of you might not even give a shit. Are you sharing notes back and forth? I'm just, there's a private chat here and I'm send, telling them stuff. Oh, like she's a teacher. Read them to the class. <laughs> you will, if you remember. You'll God, see it I all. used to love passing notes. That That's pretty girly of me, right? No. You like passing art. notes? It's a lost art. That's the best. And then you you pass. Do you like me? Yes, no, maybe. And, and then, then the squares. Yes. <laughs> check please, one. Please check one. <laughs> Guys, look at this crazy shit. I don't have no idea what's going on here, but check. Look at this crazy shit. So this is a, it's called the website's called Tokyo world foreigner saves Japanese teenagers life. Okay. Now watch this. This is it. What's cool is it's kind of like an obese man, which in obese people can float really good, but he's saving this woman, I think life, but, but watch, watch this. This is nuts. Watch this. You see that? You see that? What the fuck? She was uh, swimming with her mask on. <laughs> I think she fell overboard in a boat. Yeah. <laughs> but dude. First thing you do is rip that off your face. Do you fucking waterboard yourself? Hey, and look where she look. Look, watch this. So she has a mask on still. Yeah, she's getting waterboarded. But like this guy almost drops her back in. Hey, if that was an American chick, they'd have never been able to pull her over, up over like that. I cannot believe this chick Hell? Look, at someone writes, feel like taking her mask off might be a good first order. This is a girl who's drowning, but she has a... I mean, and that's a legit mask, man. That mask is like the four straps, and it's like pulled over her nose and her mouth like... Yikes, dude. Dude, the, only thing, the only thing that's getting past that mask is COVID. <laughs> hey, I admire her. She's at she's at a real dark spot in her life, and all she cares about is saving other people. Oh, my protecting. Goodness. Where's the members only chat? I, there, I don't think there's such a thing. Oh, T Bird, uh, becoming a member was so easy on my Android. God bless the Android. Everybody switched to Android. Become members. There you go. Uh, masks were common in Japan before COVID. Yeah, all the Asians love Asians love traveling around the world with the mask on. But 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 under no circumstance, if you're just if you're drowning, should you and your mask is soaking wet and completely adhered to your face, should you keep it on? <laughs> no. Even if someone's like spitting in your mouth with COVID, you should still take your mask off. Yeah, triage, triage. Jeez, Janelle, my husband and I wrote each other notes every day for a year when we were dating. Oh, I have hundreds of them in a box. Throw that shit away. Uh, you can do it on an iPhone. Just go to YouTube in your Safari browser. Click the AA in the search bar and click view as desktop website and you'll see the join button. Holy shit. There it is. That's the you can do it. on. Just go to YouTube in your Safari browser. Click the AA in the search bar and click view as desktop website. Wow. 
You need to allow gift memberships. Is that? I thought I, I talked to. Okay. Someone say something. I talked to Pedro and Pedro's like, I have no idea how I did that. When I went through, there was like a toggle switch in one of these settings that said like, allow people to gift it. And I, I thought I had turned it on and now I can't find where that was. God, please find it. Dear God. I apologize for having someone on that doesn't believe in you. Please don't hold that against me. Yeah, that that guy's a great guest. Oh, I'm I'm already gonna have to apply for an exemption. This 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 program has already been flagged. <laughs> right. Yeah, I thought it was in there. I'll I'll search around again. Oh, giving. Oh shit! Do you see this in our live section? It says um, we have members videos now. Shit, our members videos get more views than the ones we send for the public. <laughs> I noticed that too. Uh, I have no idea what these young people want. Uh, why don't you get a young person on the show to help you dinosaurs with technology? Caleb's 20 something. How old are you, Caleb? 29? Yeah. He's. Yeah, we're covered. Yeah, yeah we're good. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the military. Basically means I'm half retarded. So he can set up a he can set up a tent. Yeah, I can and, set up a get, tent. He can set up a tent and give you a shot that cures you of most venereal diseases. <sighs> That's all you get. All right, Brandon Waddell. Good night to you too, Caleb. Thanks for coming on, Souza. Thank you. Tomorrow we got a surprise for you, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, and I'll be sending you a bunch of member uh, only videos tomorrow. Don't get used to that. That's not like something I'm going to do regularly. I'm not like. I'm just like kind of excited by it now. Like, so I'll do some, but I think tomorrow you guys will be, those of you who are diehards will be, have fun seeing what we're doing tomorrow. Bye-bye.